don't call to come back. We've been here for years, putting sucker podcasts in fear. BT McClure dropping knowledge like a monsoon, making the stores go boom. Explosion. You best leave your metropolis, cause coming down the street is Rhinopolis. Yo. You think Deadpool was the only fool who was shopping? We fool your best better not step with spark plug wicked witty. Uh-uh. They get some help yelling at the net with the one and only MC Ben Magnet. Shit. Best buckle up to check the forecast, cause now it's time for the fake nerd podcast. Air it, air it. You are oh. so white. <laughs> it's wow. so yells pretty good. I like that. Oh no, he dropped. I think he dropped the mic. I I I think my Justice League intro has just been taken down. I th- I'm pretty oh, proud no. of what you just did, buddy. That was really good. <laughs> Why? Thank you. What's up? What episode is this? Uh, shit. What episode is? Take it? a guess. Take, Nin- a guess. 95? Take a guess. Yeah. 95. Yeah. Is it? Is it? Episode are we 95? Stan Lee? Are we Stan Lee now? Uh, according to this, it says 95. Oh, what up? 95. Welcome to the 95th episode. Yeah. Wow. We're, we're Stan we're Lee. Getting- we're getting old. We're getting dangerously close to 100, and yeah. I am not okay with it. Oh, man. <laughs> We're getting really, really old. It is. It's a cool thing, though. We're so old. Oh, man. Oh, boy. Yeah? All right. You're just I so mean... taken back at how good it was. Nope. No? <laughs> oh. Hey, I like Vanilla Ice, too. It's allowed. We can like write rappers. What about Eminem? Yeah, he's cool. Mom Spaghetti. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Well... Hi guys. Hey, how's it I'm, going, Brandon? I'm sorry, I'm so shocked. I yeah. can't. I can't. I've lost everything. <laughs> I've been thinking about that. I have been thinking about this all freaking week. Yeah, it's been good. I'm. I'm like. What? What, what do you think again? <laughs> we ask how. We ask what we did for the past week, right? Yes. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Yes. Yeah. Which, this is this episode is inspired by Deadpool, so it's not going to make any sense. Which, Obviously. What did you guys do this week? I played a lot of Assassin's Creed Oranges. And by that you mean Origins? Yeah. Uh, it's pretty good, guys. Hey, have you ever played a game called The Witcher? It's like that, but in Egypt. It's really good. Yeah. I know you guys have been playing God of War. Go ahead. Just go ahead. Just well, no, me. I mean, I Actually, I, I, I beat the narrative, oh. and it's great. You call it narrative. I've never heard anyone call it narrative before. Well, because it's the main story. No, I know. It's called like a story. Yeah. <laughs> like a story mode. That's what a narrative is. No, I know. I just like, in for video games, like I've never heard somebody say the narrative. I'm not a video game guy. No, I know. That's yeah. what I mean. It's cool. I'm a movie guy. You're a movie we know. guy. We movie. We call it a we narrative. We call it films. Thank you. <laughs> Well, I'm done. Motion pictures. Please, please don't be that guy, Ryan. The walkie-talkies. <laughs> please stop. <laughs> the movers. The talkies. Yeah. The Nickelodeons. Oh, that's a that's a cut. <laughs> now, um, actually, I haven't been playing God of War this week. I've actually been trying to um, get a improve my living situation, if you will. Yeah, but that's that's why I killed three Valkyries, and you've only killed two. Yeah. Aww. Well, I found a third one, but I can't. But the one you're stuck on right now, which is my fourth. Yeah, I gotta find my own third. But I did. I know you can't see me, but I sent you guys a photo. I sent. You, I finally bought better headphones for the podcast. Ooh. You had those last week, didn't you? No, I did not. No, he didn't. You had over-the-ear headphones no, last week. No, I did not. You yes, are, he did. He had over-the-ear headphones. Do not mess with you me. You are no. tripping balls. No, he just had, got these. Not those. Is this a Ryan Septum situation right now? He had over-the-ear yeah, headphones. Like, Ryan, Ryan's only not. had a, near, a nose piercing for like two weeks. I yeah, I've had for like a seven days. <laughs> No, I just bought these limited edition Mega Man headphones. You have last other over the ear, over the ear. No, headphones. I don't. Not a. Yes, you do. I've no, seen I you. Don't. Pl- I've seen you play with them when you're playing. Did Leonardo incept you? Is that what's oh, happening? Oh, oh, you're, oh, you're talking about my gamer headset. Yeah, which you right. used last week. Yeah, you're talking about my gamer. Thank set. you. Yeah, those are my gamer wireless ones. These I bought specifically for um, the show and stuff. They match your hat and your shirt. There's a reason. And I your underwear. Up. Don't ask me how I know. What? What? Hey, what's up, Brandon? <laughs> how do you know? No, you weren't supposed to ask me. <laughs> I don't want to know. I don't want to know. No. Hey, Sparks, what's up? <laughs> hey, guys. How was your week, Sparks? Uh, you know, I genuinely, like, the past three times we've done this, and you ask me, hey, how was your week? And I have to sit here, and I'd be like, have I lived a life? 
Yo, man, it's allowed. You're a busy, busy guy. No, I, I get it. I don't even. Did I do anything? Do you, I go anywhere? You studied. It's like I don't exist until I'm here. I feel well. The you same are a puppet, way. so like I don't know how much existing yeah. you're really doing. So that's a fair point. <laughs> Speaking of which, I would stay away I, from Happy Time. By the way, oh man, we'll get there. Oh, Bubba. <laughs> I uh, oh Bubba. I uh, have uh, have been reading Norse mythology by Neil Gaiman. Oh yes, it is really good. Yes, yeah. I um, need to finish like three. Tell books me the, so then I can get the it. funnest fact about Loki. He has six children. Ooh. Uh, two of them are Aesir children. He has with an Aesir god. Okay. The Aesir live in Asgard. Yeah. The Vanir are other gods that live in Vanaheim. So the so he has two Aesir gods. They live in Anaheim. Vanaheim. It's <laughs> <laughs> Van Nuys. Anaheim. I'll kill you. I'll kill you over the phone. Um. He is the mother of a of the eight legged horse that Odin rides into battle. The name of what's the name of it? I can't even begin to pronounce it. Wait, he is the mother, not the father. He is the mother. He, like specifically, he's the mother. Of it's it. like a seahorse. No, he turned himself into a female horse. Oh, cool. That's a thing Loki does. Oh, oh that's some like Zeus shit. Yeah, Lo- Zeus Loki's, turns into like Loki's, geese. <laughs> Loki's pretty gender fluid. Well, the story is that he stupidly made a bet with. At the time, they didn't know it, but it was a giant to build a wall, and the ho- horse could like take like twenty rocks at a time, and so mm. so they were like, okay, we need to distract this horse so that he can't finish this wall and take Freya to Jotunheim. Uh, so they, because that was the deal, I build the wall and you give me Freya and the sun and the moon, but they mostly oh. cared about Freya. Um, so they, so he turned himself into a female horse to distract the male horse and run away together <laughs> and he came oh, back mythology. he came back months later with an eight-legged horse <laughs> as a child god bless america um and uh, the other the other three come from a uh, a, a frost giant mm-hmm. he himself is a frost giant yeah um like in like in thor i thought that was actually wrong uh but it is the only thing that they got wrong about that story is that laufey is a woman and not a man interesting yeah and uh, so Loki had an affair with the with a Jotun, the frost giant, which birthed the giant snake Jormungandr. Cool. The giant wolf Fenris. Hell yeah. And the uh, half dead, half alive woman Hell, oh. who is the queen of Hell. Nice. All right. Um, and she is split down the middle: a beautiful woman on one side, a decayed corpse on the other. Ah, it's two faced. Well, that's uh, freaky. That's so awesome. yeah, that's my favorite fact about loki that's awesome i, that love, I love history lessons really messed up children i'm into that i'll check i'm gonna probably read that yeah i'm into that it's a really good book i like it a lot and there's a lot of like allusions to like what's gonna happen at ragnarok and blah blah, blah. Mm. uh yeah thor is gonna be really jokey at ragnarok that's what they don't know well there so far it's fenris will attack during ragnarok searcher will plunge his th- sword into the heart of asgard during ragnarok that sounds true and thor and jormungandr will do fierce battle at Ragnarok. Mm. Mm. No Yormagander. But we have an incredible crow- Hulkagander. And three crows will call, right? Yeah, there in, in God of War there's a giant crow in uh Helheim mm. uh that you don't that doesn't do anything. And so I decided to look it up what what the hell that is. And apparently there are three in different realms that when they crow they signal the first sign of Ragnarok. Ooh. Spicy. So yeah. Norse mythology is great. Yeah, it I'm is. really enjoying the shit out of it. Sounds like it's crazy. Yeah, it's insane. I'm into it. So yeah, that's what I've been doing. Nice. Actually, that sounds really cool. Yeah, like I just makes me think about like how much I used to love like Greek mythology and how I dive into it. That's the oh, thing. Me too. Like I, I used to love 
Greek mythology a lot. Um, Sparks and I, when we were very young, we would talk about mythology and we would research through a lot of mythology. Thank you, Hercules. Sparks, you were more into Egyptian mythology and the Greek mythology, right? No, I, well. You're wrong. And, uh, no, no. Well, he's kind of right. Okay, so like the first half of, I'd say the first half of my life, I was very into Greek mythology. And in the later half of my life, I started leaning towards more interest in, in looking at both Norse and, and Egyptian because I'd only cared about greek up to that point right um and i i like egyptian mythology here's the thing i like egyptian mythology a lot because i feel like it's really really like bizarre uh i almost like an egyptian mythology like in comparison to the others as as almost so bizarre it's more cosmic bizarre yeah yeah we were doing like marvel comics comparison uh than the other two and because of that no no like film interpretations have ever done egyptian mythology uh, gods of egypt thank you yeah you, you know what i mean like nothing has ever come close to, to right actually to actually capturing how how truly weird egyptian mythology is and cool what's that ridley scott movie he made that was like really racist exodus Chris? yeah yeah that well that's the story of moses oh, okay that looks egyptian not moses right? supposes his toes are roses not moses hey guys uh assassin's creed origins is really dope uh uh, but and it's get, all about Egyptian stuff. Yeah, but to get to, like, I was really, I was really into Greek mythology, and I knew, and I was kind of into Egyptian mythology, and I know nothing about Norse mythology. But God of War, playing God of War, I'm like, this is kind of awesome. Yeah. And I wanted, and there's a lot of things that, you know, are in Marvel comics that I know of, kind of Norse mythology. But obviously, that's n- that's gonna be like comic book Norse mythology. So yeah. there's no way that's true. Uh, so I decided to. You know, after playing God of War, I'm like, I want to know the, the real stuff. So that's why I figured a good place to start is like Neil Gaiman's Norse mythology book. It's really good. I like it a lot. It turns out Marvel gets a lot of that stuff right, it seems like. Uh, no. No, I mean like like <laughs> like uh, like the, the Kirby, Ragnarok. Kirby got a lot of it wrong. Yeah? Like, well, I mean like yeah. the Thor Ragnarok, like all the yeah. stuff you said is in that book. Like the, the plunging in the stone. And yeah, the, I mean the, there's, the a, there's cool. a lot of stuff that later writers have kind of adapted. Yeah. But the basis has always been Kirby and Kirby got a lot wrong. Yeah. Like, uh, and even like Infinity War, like Nidavellir has another name. It's Svartalheim. Yeah, well, that's also a realm, not a planet. So. Well, then the the, the the planets in in uh, in the MCU are the realms. Those are the realms of Yggdrasil. Are these other planets that we go? They're through. just go- single planets, not like yeah. dimensions. Yeah. basically. Yeah, oh, you know that makes sense. Yeah. yeah. So they go to Nidavellir. Yeah. And the other name is Svartalheim. Mm-hmm. Svartalheim in the MCU is where the Dark Elves are from. Yeah. In Norse mythology, the Dark Elves are from uh, uh, Alfheim. Alfheim. Because mm. it has Elf in the title. Well, it's Alfheim. Yeah. Oh, Alf. Oh, the, Alf. Cre- the creature. The creature. The creature. Yeah. Alf. Oh, he eats cats. The, both Uh-oh. the Dark Elves and the Light Elves come from Alfheim. And they look like elves. And Svartalheim is where the, the dwarves are from. Bless you. <laughs> Screw you. <laughs> um, so, so there's like discrepancies, obviously. Surtur is not a fire demon. He's a giant. Oh, okay, yeah. yeah. I mean, those are, those are like yeah. small things. I just can't wait for Kratos to just like, once he gets like five God of War games through the North Mythology, just like, whoop, time to go kill Ra and, and all the Egyptians. I, I hope like I would like to see two more games in Norse Mythology and then go to Egyptian. More. Five more games in North. Mythology. I don't know about game plan. I don't know about North Mythology, but I said he has five more games lined up, so that's at least probably. Well, I know that the next one and certainly the one after would have to be North Mythology because yeah, it doesn't wrap up here. Yeah, no. yeah, and uh, oh man, oh boy, we'll get to it's it. So we'll good. do a spoiler special in like we, a month. I hope so. in like a month. Yeah. Um. So should we get started? Please. Yeah. Um. Please, please. We'll please. get started on some sad news. Unfortunately. Oh no. Uh. Margot Kidder. Yeah. The original Lois Lane of uh, the Superman 77 movie. Yep. Not the original Lois Lane, but, you know, 
the one that a lot of us grew up with, a lot of us love. Uh, the woman I thought who was the girl in Raiders of the Lost Ark. Uh, it is not her. They not look Marion Rabel. A lot alike, though. Um, Karen Allen. Karen Allen. But Margot Kidder died uh, on Monday at the age of 69. It's good. It's a good age to go, though. Yeah. And that is uh, very upsetting. Yeah, dude. She's, yeah. She is, like, uh, almost as, as uh, like, famous as I would say Superman is. Like, everyone knows Lois Lane. When they think of Lois Lane, they kind of think of Margot Kidder. Yeah. Like, there really has no been a better interpretation of that character no i don't think so either and it's she's so feisty and that's what like a lot of other like like kate bosworth no offense superman returns but like she had no feistiness no feistiness i will say that at kate, all that kate bosworth and margaret kidder had the same thing of like because lois lane is lois lane doesn't know how to spell i love that but she's mm-hmm. a pulitzer prize winning yeah journalist yeah it's hilarious i love that because like her stories are just too good yeah like hey how many um s's are there in massacre <laughs> yeah yeah uh so it, it yeah i'm she joins Christopher Reeves. She yeah. uh, she um was in Smallville a little bit, right? She was. She, yeah, she had, had a few cameos in Smallville. Bit. Yeah. Um, I want to say I I read an article recently where um, after Christopher Reeves passed away, they asked for her to be on the show a lot more, as like as like, hey, like we want you to do this thing, and she she refused to do it. Yeah. Yeah. That's interesting. Sparks, you've been silent here. I uh, I mean, yeah, it's just been sad. I was just letting you guys talk about her. I mean, it's it's just, yeah, I you know. She lived. She lived a long life. Unfortunately, not a not a always good life, but a long life. And uh, hopefully, now she's she's resting in peace. She yeah. She had um she had some problems in the middle part of her life, but like luckily, it's, yeah. it, she got she turned around and she was happy until the cause yeah. of death is currently unknown. Yeah. So yeah. upsetting. Uh, let's move on and into our bread and butter section. Tasty, tasty our news morsels. Um. Beginning with some more bad news. Um, oh, comic book comic book TV show news. Oh, oh. So I oh? I initially read this as Pennywise. I was wrong. Oh, oh, <laughs> oh God, no! <laughs> There's a new TV series going to air on Epics. I got a ten season order. Epics. Pennyworth. Ten. Hold. Did you say ten seasons? Ten or? episode. Okay. Did I say ten seasons? You said season. I, I don't know. You and did. You did say season. I, think. I almost had a heart attack. A uh, one billion dollar <laughs> unprint season. Uh, no, it's. Uh, Batman's butler, Alfred Pennyworth, is getting a TV show on well, Epics. If you uh, remember, he used to be like a cool spy. Boy. I don't care. No, I know, but he was a soldier, then turned actor, yeah. then turned butler. This is that the ant- soldier thing was e- is more recent. That's like too. The, isn't that like Earth One stuff? Basically, uh, I mean, it eh. did start in in uh, main main continuity, but it yeah. wasn't never but, really like apparent. Well, but Brandon, everything that you knew about Alfred was wrong. I'll kill oh, you. you're right, hundred oh. percent. Hey, did you guys ever read that Damon Lindelof uh, Legend of Batman story? No. Nope. Where it was, it was called the Butler did it, mm. and uh, uh, Alfred, yeah, I'm sorry, Al- yeah, Alfred no dressed, has, had dressed up as all of Batman's villains uh, to get to give Bruce a sense of purpose in life, that's including messed up. including the Joker. That's messed up because he was an actor. Yeah, that's hilarious. Uh, and it's great. It's like legitimately great. I so might do a book club. So that. I definitely can see the trailer now, and it's like old man Alfred helping Batman. And he's like, "What if? No, nope. everything you knew about Butler, and then it's him like in like the Vietnam War shooting guns." But did you guys? You know what this do reminds me of? You remember the Teen Titans go? This is the movie trailer. I'm just about to say that. Oh, yeah, it's no. taken straight from the Teen. T- that was just a joke. That like, hey, Penny, um, Alfred's getting his own movie. He's getting his own TV series, and. Can the execs at from, DC just from, stop? From the, the people who ran Gotham. That's even worse. Also, it's on Epics, which is a streaming service nobody uses. Yeah. That's like a cape. That's straight to... It's like Crackled. 
You know what movie went straight it's to li- Crackle? It's a little a- bigger than Crackle. You know what went straight to Crackle? Joe Dirt too. What's that? Joe Dirt. You never heard of Joe Dirt? I heard Joe Dirt. Joe Dirt. Which I thought was like a Norse name. I was uh, like, uh, Jotunheim. Yeah, Joe, I heard Joe Dirt too. But I know what you're talking about. Yeah, Joe Dirt. Oh, Joe Dirt. Even you. Joe Dirt 2. Joe Dirt. Went to um, Crackle and it didn't do well. Which I don't. I've never used Epics. I mean, I only Ep- used Epics once, and that was to watch the William Shatner documentary, The Captains. Yeah, mm. Ep- Epics is pretty much one of those channels you get with FiOS or something. It's kind of like after if you get a package of HBO or Stars, you get Epics for free. Oh, okay. Sparks, yeah. are you gonna watch this one? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I didn't think so. No, I don't, I, mean, I, I don't even watch Gotham. Like, why would I watch this? But they just did the Killing Joke. I did they? Uh, no, they, yes. they adapted. They, they did. Yeah, they did. Shit. They straight up did a stupid thing. I hate that show. Yeah. I, don't I, worry. Last I season. see the I stupid am... trailers on Facebook, and I just I hate Gotham so much now. I haven't even watched Sparks, it. What were you gonna say? I was gonna say I'm glad that they announced for sure that Gotham's ending at, at a fifth season. They I should agree. just do like a five year time job. Just make them Batman. Just do it. Just screw it. So recast. Just, yeah, let's do it. Um, I I don't I don't mind the show. I I've always intended to go back and just kind of see what it became. I don't mind the show that much now that I look at it as an Elseworlds story rather than like a Smallville situation. Mm-hmm. But but it's still like this is kind of it's kind of ridiculous. Yeah, love it, love it. Um, well, uh, this is, this is way more ridiculous. This Pennyworth thing is way more ridiculous. So guys, you know how DC universe is coming out? Yeah. It's the new streaming service at DC. Oh, my new God. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Swamp thing. With some pretty good, uh, TV shows that we're pretty excited about. Oh, 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 this week. You just found this. You just remember this. Well, the team, the Titans TV series has an episode called Doom Patrol. And DC and Warner Brothers has officially greenlit a spinoff of that episode <coughs> called <coughs> Doom Patrol. So, so real quick, early word, and are these are all rumors? Everything's always rumors. That that the the word on Titans is it's good, that's good. And the Doom Patrol episode is really really good. And those characters who play those characters are freaking awesome. So they're like, let's just do it. Let's just like while this while this team's hot, we got those characters, we got those actors. Let's just do like a quick series. Oh boy, read more. It has a uh, straight to uh, series order for thirteen episodes uh, from Berlanti Productions. Uh, the series is going to be produced by Greg Berlanti, Jeff Johns, Jeremy Carver, and Sarah Schechter. Carver is a... I don't know if he's a writer or if he's the current showrunner on Supernatural, but he will be being the sole writer on the project, which says to me that he is the only person writing all 13 episodes. That makes sense. Yeah. Um, and I have a synopsis Could go from for the press it. release. Do it. Uh, the Doom Patrol's members each suffered horrible accidents that gave them superhuman abilities, but also left them scared and disfigured. Scarred and disfigured. I can't read. Traumatized and downtrodden, the team found purpose through the chief, who brought them who brought them together to investigate the weirdest phenomena in existence and to protect Earth from what they find. Part super, part support group, part superhero team. The Doom Patrol is a band of superpowered freaks who fight for who fight for a world that wants nothing to do with them. Picking up after the events of Titans, Doom Patrol, will find these reluctant heroes in a place they never expected to be, called to action by none other than Cyborg, who comes to them with a mission hard to refuse, but with a warning that is hard to ignore. Their lives will never, ever be the same. Is Cyborg in Titans? I don't recall. It's confirmed that he is now. That's awesome. Yeah. That's super I, crazy. I, I've not heard anything about him being in Titans. I didn't hear that until either now. until this, this thing. Yeah. yeah, I hadn't heard that either. That's really cool. Give us a good cyborg. <laughs> Sorry. Oh, what, what, what's wrong with Ray Fisher? I got this, Alfred. Booyah. 
This is I'm an actor. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm sorry. You're better than me. I'm sorry. Ray, Ray Fisher. Know, Guys, I'm really excited for this. Oh my god! I, you're, this, you're, this, you're blushing. This, stream, this streaming service is like I. It's like it, I can't believe it. Like everything, everything seems really fantastic. It's already got two deep DC cuts: Swamp Thing and now yeah. two Doom Patrol. And like, like with people behind it who know like exactly what to do. And like Jeff Johns is like directly involved with it. Like that. That I have like complete faith in this. Is this why Jones? Doomsday Clock's not coming out? Jeff Johns yes. was directly involved with Green Lantern, so. Let's listen. We all have our faults. We always have our faults. We all have our mistakes. Well, Johns wrote a few issues of Doom Patrol, didn't he? He wrote a yeah. few stories for him. Yeah. He also, he also, did he? I think so. I thought it was just Morrison up until. No, because they're cute. Kurt Busick wrote a bunch. Like, there's been a whole bunch of little things. I'm sure he's written some. I don't know. Um, but he, he, uh, I think he's writing. Some he wrote like, Justice League. The Doom Patrol was on Justice League. He didn't. Didn't he write the Doom Patrol episode of just of Titans? That I don't know. Because I know he writ some of those episodes. Yeah, yeah. could have. Um, either way, man, like I just I have 100% faith. Super excited. Just can't hide it. Wait till you guys see right. Negative Man, Robot Man. These are like it's like it's like uh, the X Men are kind of like the re- like the, the rejects of the universe. Like these are the rejects of the rejects, and it's about like mental health and like it's it's. I bet they're gonna tackle a lot of that stuff like like really cool personal stuff. So like I'm I'm Jones, man. I'm Jones. And uh, what about you guys, Sparks or Ben? Just wait, you guys. Someone, one of the, one just, of you just, guys. Just wait. Um, think, you, think Guardians of the know, Galaxy. I only know Doom Patrol from the Teen Titans episodes that they were on, like the original Teen Titans TV oh, I show. I forgot they did that. Yeah, they had a few episodes of Doom Patrol, or they had a few episodes with the Doom Patrol. And, hey, honestly, I'm actually kind of for it, because it's one of those comic book teams that um, people like Ryan, who are into the deep, deep cut, the like the quote-unquote cult world of comics, that if you so uh, accept the term, who know these? I do te- not accept that term. <laughs> well, they know these um, teams that are lesser known, but they have some great stories. And I'm like, hey, you know what? Bring the Doom Patrol into limelight. Bring Swamp Thing into limelight. Swamp Thing's gotten more popular over the I'm years. I'm gonna make a Doom Patrol book book club one day. So we're gonna you're gonna be forced to read it. Party on! I'm, I say, Sparks. hey, party on, Wayne. Party on, Garth. Sparks. I mean, I don't want to say this is like a uh, you know counting your chickens before they hatch kind of situation. Yeah. But I will say that it wouldn't shock me at all because of just I don't have a lot of faith in the Titan series. Um, it wouldn't shock me at all if Doom Patrol was actually like a really good idea and a good episode of the Titan show and a good series on its own. But Titans was disappointing. That yeah. wouldn't surprise me at all. Sure. Totally. I can see that. Speaking of disappointing, <gasps> bo- bo- the bo- Arrowverse bo- just announced uh, had the CW upfronts. This week, where CW uh, announced their lineup for their next season. Oh, yeah. And uh, one of them was that they've officially, well, Stephen Amell kind of blurted it out, uh, Batwoman will be joining the Arrowverse oh, I don't think for that's their major... How is that disappointing? It's awesome. Yeah. No, it's a disappointing series. Oh. oh. No. Arrow. Oh, yeah, okay. Yeah. Come on, guys, keep up. Well, with the way you phrased it, we both were confused, yeah. so I'll allow it. All right. I just I just found out when reading about this that Arrow is... Uh, is the lowest rated of all of their superhero shows now. That makes Like, sense. the lowest ratings. Oh, and that was I heard a that start, too. too. Yeah. Well. Um, well, so Batwoman will be joining next year's crossover event. That's pretty cool. Pretty cool. I'm going to be honest. The... No, I have not caught up on any of them. The way the Arrowverse has handled their women, specifically their LGBT women, has not been exemplary. And a lot of it has to do with some behind-the-scenes issues, and a lot of it has to do with just CW guidelines. 
So this doesn't necessarily excite me. In fact, it does kind of worry me a bit. But it is exciting that this character is coming to the small screen. Yeah. I will admit. Because this is a cool character. I like her a lot. The article does point to her f- to Kathy Kane's first appearance uh, in 1956. Uh, not Kate Kane's first appearance, which was 2004, I believe. Uh, which this is most likely Kate Kane, not Kathy Kane. But, I mean, the... Hmm. The different little bit of history lesson. Yeah, Kathy Kane was created in the, in the Silver Age, in the Golden Age, uh, to kind of get away from the Batman and Robin gay relationship thing that was kind of uh, subtextually there. Um, <laughs> later, Grant Morrison retconned a lot of that to have Kathy Kane being uh, Martha's sister, Martha, so Batman's aunt, and Kate Kane was Batman's cousin. What up, cuz? And so Kate Kane is the current Batwoman of the comics. Red hair. Yeah. So, uh, Military. Is she still Batman's cousin or no? She is still Batman's cousin, yes. Okay. So that's so could this finally confirm Batman exists in the Arrowverse? Yes. Well, I feel like it'd have to. Yeah. It? yeah. That's what I think too. And got, we'll see Gotham apparently, is that is kind oh. of what they're saying. Is oh, of course wow. it'll be like if we're far enough along that there's a Batwoman, like, how come Batman's never been brought up before? Or, you know, I guess whatever. Well, they, they <laughs> did no, make an, an oracle joke once. An article, an article that I read made a good point where it's like, if Batwoman already exists, that means Batman has probably existed around, if not before, the time of Arrow. Exactly. So now Arrow is kind of derogatory in his own universe that he started. Yeah. Unless they go like, right. <laughs> unless it's like the 1960s, derivative. Adam West. Der- derivative, not derogatory. Sorry, derivative. Because yeah. everyone's kind of subtly treated Oliver like. You really started something. That kind of attitude yes. towards him with with the whole series, and now it's like, uh, I mean, I guess he did. I just copied some dude in Gotham. Yeah, right. Um, who I who I never heard of enough to ever actually so talk about. The cynic in me hears this and going, um, the show's going into the dumps. Well, it's the crossover, so and it's the crossover. Um, if um. Uh, oh, it's a crossover. Okay, then it's not just Sarah. But like, uh, the series now it used to be like we need to we need to amp up. Let's let's finally do the thing that'll get the ratings. Let's get the bat stuff. Did did it's they not the Batman? Con- did they in fact confirm that it is on on uh, Arrow's Earth? Oh, you know what? They didn't. That's a g- oh. They yeah, just yeah. said it was the crossover because, yeah, because we know point. Batman exists on Supergirls. Yeah, that is true. Yeah, that that's actually true. a very good point, my friend. Good good job. Good detective skills. And we know that Batman exists on Earth too, as well. That's pretty good. Yeah. So, yeah. But, no, they but, haven't mm. said that it's this Earth for sure. So yeah. I, I wouldn't. So who knows? I will say though, uh, the moment I read this announcement, I was like, so I definitely think that they're trying to backdoor tie in the web series on DC Universe as well. That oh, that, yeah. that 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 Titans is going to be connected to wherever this Batwoman comes from. I bet. I wouldn't shock me at all. Hmm. Interesting. It is Greg Berlanti. Yeah, all right. And it and it's the crossover specifically, and I'm yeah. like, what? Why would? What was interesting I, is that the crossover doesn't make mention of Black Lightning. Aw. Oh. Now that that surprised me more. I know we've talked about like we probably don't want it to cross over, but it surprised me that the show doing that well, they weren't like, oh yeah, Black Lightning will be part of, the cro- of next year's crossover. Da-da-da. Yeah, I'm I'm glad that they didn't. Uh, having finished the season, um, Black Lightning is very much telling its own story, and it's not at least the first season was not written in a way where you can just like sideline get interrupted again, because you know, it's a 13 episode season. Like they do not have the room for filler episodes. 
so everything was happening like beat for beat for beat like every every episode flowed into the next you know kind of like the netflix shows for marvel yeah and so there really wasn't room for that kind of crossover thing so i would hate to think that they had to find a way to like make that okay for black lightning so i'm glad that's not like being forced on them uh so we're not getting a crossover with the live action show but we are seeing black lightning thunder on young justice Mm -hmm. which is cool which means that they're not ignoring those characters which are like vital to the company like seems like they actually care about them so they're putting them into this animated show it makes sense because black lightning was in season two of young justice and was introduced as a as kind of a mentor to static shock it's been a while Mm -hmm. so i think it'd be kind of cool to see that progress that's cool yeah. yeah okay yeah yeah uh so yeah i mean we'll only wait and see I guess that's a lot. Of, that's a lot of shows. I'm really <laughs> interested in seeing, though, man. Like for a streaming service, like we always complain about, like you know, there's a CBS one or whatever for just Star Trek. Like this is like four or five shows that might all be like could be good. Told you to be fair. The CBS one do- has more than just Star Trek. Well, I am sorry, only sorry. interested in the. That's Star what Trek I mean. One. Like, yeah, yes. okay, yeah. You know what yeah. I mean? Yeah, I I feel like I feel like this is a way to, especially if the crossover lands at the time at the right time. I think this is a way to kind of generate interest in the web series because it, the way i imagine it the way i imagine it is whoever batwoman is is probably going to show up on titans well the so the crossover is going to air in december and the dc streaming service is launching later this year yeah uh and they've hinted that these shows will launch with it with it so it looks so depending on how they they structure the 13 episodes. The seasons could be done by the time Arrow even um, airs. I got a question. Is is this a service where they release everything at once or is it week We don't week? know yet. Does any other... Is there another Netflix that does its own... Is like, Does Amazon release seasons? Does Hulu release seasons? No, Hulu does um, once a week like they okay. do with Runaways. Everyone but Netflix does once a week. Well, well Netflix well, has a few shows... Where, <coughs> excuse me. The Netflix has a few shows where they do once a week. Ooh. They don't do... They do chunks. Yeah, yeah. So they'll do like chunks every couple months. I just wonder for the, some of the for some of the kids shows. Joel McHale, the Joel McHale show with Joel McHale is the only show that airs in America that does yeah. once a week. Well, Chelsea Handler, she had a show for a while that was weekly, which is no longer on air. No longer. So are all of these shows coming out at the same time? They made the implication that these shows will launch with the streaming service. So I'd imagine they'd be weekly. So you're not to not everything is out at once. They have nothing left. Probably. I'd imagine. Okay. So I mean, we don't know until. Yeah. The that's sh- super cool, man. Service launches, I, so. I mean, I remember shitting all over this idea, but now like they're they're putting they're putting the effort out there. It looks like it was the Swamp Thing one that co- it, it was it was Swamp Thing. Sure. <laughs> um, Dude, don't lie, it was Swamp Thing. The second they said Swamp Thing, you, hey man, Doom Patrol's pretty dope too. I can't believe that either. They Ooh. got you hooked, line, sinker with that yeah. one. You got me with Young Justice. So, Agents of Shield has a renewed as a renewal bah, for a thirteen bah, episode bah, bah, bah. Uh, season next year that will air sometime in summer two thousand nineteen. So after Infinity War Part Two or whatever it's called. Uh if you would have told me this news a week ago before I saw the finale, I'd say, cool, I want more S.H.I.E.L.D. And then the finale happened. I'm like, oh, you guys really should just end it right here. For yeah. real. For I, real. I had a feeling that's how it was going to go. For freaking real. It. I got to watch it later tonight, but I, I very much felt like that's probably going to be the case. And it's probably going to be like, why? Yeah. Why? <laughs> yeah. Not, not only did the... So we speculated, uh, they did not make this clear in the initial renewal. Uh, we speculated that when you, get a, when you get a shortened season, generally it's because it's your final season. Yeah. Like, they've given you like a pity season to finish up everything. Tied and up. in that case, I'm like, all right, sure. But they have made it clear. It's like, oh, no, we're going to use this time slot, this uh, thing to keep going with the show. Yeah. And I'm like, you shouldn't. It's going to have to be a really... Although, although, if they are committed to like summer and 13 episode seasons, I do think that is a better choice if the show is going to keep going. Yeah. Um, but it's still not what I want to hear right uh, now. 
and especially after this season, like uh, uh, it, it got pretty pretty big. Like it doesn't have the cast to keep going. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> they're gonna need to seriously introduce some new characters that we. Well, you don't love Deke that you, that they don't kill. You don't you don't love Deke. He's okay. Yeah, he's all right. <laughs> they they really need to stop making Daisy the only person who can save people at the end of the day. Hey, I'll uh, because um, I still don't care about Daisy. <sighs> Yeah, I you, you got, we got to watch the finale because they do some stuff. I don't even that think like. the finale. Look, I'm a couple of episodes behind, yeah. admittedly, but I don't even think the finale will be enough to get me. I don't care about Yo Yo, and I don't care about Daisy. I'll I'll tell oh, you what. Oh, I care about Yo Yo. I'll tell you what. This last this I somewhat agree with you more lately with Yo Yo, but the final episode Yo is like she's really good, yeah. like really strong. It's just I don't like the actress for Yo Yo. I don't like the actress yeah. for Daisy. I don't like. What they do with her, and I don't like the actress, so it's kind of a twofer. Uh, I'll give you guys right. a quick, uh, um, uh, cool thing. Uh, Max, pretty cool. I like Max. Max, pretty cool in the in the finale. I love him. So yeah, whatever. <laughs> I guess Ghost Rider's coming back, probably. I know you don't like Ghost Rider. I like Ghost Rider. Just do a Johnny Blaze TV show on Netflix, please. I like please. I like Ghost Rider. Yeah. yeah. Uh yeah. Uh, all right. Well, whatever. That's all we got to say on that one. I'm assuming. <laughs> yeah. Um. So. so uh, I think I, I just we didn't really I sure. I do think like I'm glad that they did make it clear hey we're doing this after Infinity War uh, after Avengers four because I'm like yeah there's no way you can account for whatever is going on between Infinity War and Avengers four so don't even try and even I so I'm glad that they I'm glad that they stepped off that immediately I, I'm I'm happy with that too because I, as we talked about in our text thread I've never liked their crossovers with the movies stop doing that it's, I'm not, I don't mean to dog. Uh, Stupid splitter. <laughs> um, yeah, I, I don't like any of the crossovers that they've done in the movies. The the Thor: The Dark World one was serviceable. The, I know you guys like the Age of Ultron one, but I really don't. The two episodes of Age of Ultron that they did, which was the one finding the scepter, having an entire episode to find the scepter, and then the next episode be like, oh yeah, it was a helicarrier the whole time. I'm like, f you all, go yeah, away. What about books. that? What about the Winter Soldier one that you? I really love liked? that one. I think that's that, that's when the show got really that good. That changed the whole show. Yeah. For the better. Oh, yeah. So I'll accept the Winter Soldier one. Yeah, because it, it, like, I stopped watching... It, like, fundamentally rocked the show. Because I stopped watching Agents of Sealed right before that. Made the mistake. I mean, season two and three weren't great. No, but, man, I still think... I don't think that show ever got so bad, like, I didn't want to, like... Like, I still, I kept forward, and I'm glad I did, because I think, like, all the investment with all those characters, like, it pays off. If season four had not come back as strong as it did at the beginning, I, I probably would have been done. Changing with the show, to, to be Friday nights where they can get a little bloodier, a little, a little, uh, a little more mature, really helped that show a lot. You know what I realized was still in the air? No, they they play this at work, but once no. upon a time is still on. Yes, it's ending the season. Oh, thank is God. It, so did the new season come out with like half the actors gone? Yes, mm-hmm. oh. all the actors are gone. How oh do you? no, no, well, two they, of them are back. They all came back. They all came back for the finale. Oh, that's sweet. Yeah. That's, I guess, okay. Right. I mean, when you're only a season away, it's easy to, oh, okay, we'll come back because you're ending. Well, mm-hmm. they didn't know they were ending when they started. They're like, we're going to reboot. No, 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 but they did know when they were approaching the finale. That's true. Just make fables. The, the, you know the story of why Once Upon a Time and Grimm exists. No, I know, I know. Just it's get, because Bill Willingham was an idiot. Just yeah. please get over it. Anyway, comic books news. Mm. Speaking of fables. Uh, so so we're pretty big fans of Donny Cates here. Heck yeah. Um, we have Venom number one. We have some uh, uh, news on a new Venom book. They'll be spinning off of his Venom series uh, that looks to be an ongoing for quite some time. So hopefully, uh, Venom number one sold insane numbers, like more than a lot of like 
It's it sold like more than Batman this week. Wow! Like it, it did like it did like two hundred thousand. Wow! Is, it came out last week too. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. Uh, so Venom, the first host, will be coming out. It's a five issue miniseries. Um, and a little bit of spoilers for the for the Venom series. Apparently, the Venom symbiote. What are you doing over there, Sparks? He's typing. Loud. I, I just have to type something. That's all. Okay. <laughs> you type with purpose. Um, I. I Apparently this mic is very sensitive. It's, 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 it's very, very sensitive. Um, so the Venom, the first host, uh, will be spinning off of the uh, the the series, and the the idea of the new Venom series is that the Venom symbiote has been on Earth uh, far longer than we thought. Uh, to the, the very of, first page, no, no, it's not a spoiler because on the very first page, uh, Beowulf is mentioned. Yeah. So, so the Venom, the first host miniseries will be five issues. It will be written by Mike Costa with art by Mark Bagley. Yeah. Uh, and the synopsis reads: Before the Amazing Spider-Man, before Venom, there was the first host, and the first host has returned in need of Venom's help. Only by reuniting can the two advert co- cosmic ruin. Can Eddie and the symbiote trust one another long enough to save the galaxy, or will the first host? proved to be Venom's undoing. Man, Bendis' stuff is completely gone. Bendis' Venom stuff yeah. is completely gone. <coughs> when he, well, the name is still there. The, the, the name of the species? Yeah, but like all that but stuff. But that's all that's kept so yeah, far. No. So it looks like, I mean, they yeah. could they could somehow tie it back in. Like, and, you know, Bendis and John's t- tend to like. Th- Venom number lines. one kind of destroys a lot no, of but it, you can. But what I'm saying is like. John's when he did Green Lantern, he didn't erase everything. He found a way to make it tie in to to yes. r- wrap around to to work to his series. Uh, Alan Moore does the same thing. Brian Michael Bendis even does the same thing. Uh, sh- yes, uh, I'll just say after you read Venom One, it's a it's I don't know how they could. It's very different. That's why you're not writing the series? I yeah sure. I mean, he, he very. Well, I don't know of a writer that as, that works for Marvel right now. That would erase something that happened so oh. soon. So I was just saying, there is still the opportunity that, that Donny Cates could eventually work itself way back in a in a way that yeah. maybe differently, like kind of reimagining what what Bendis had done. I also don't that don't want to see that to ever come back anyway. Right, that they were all good like medical people yes. or whatever. Yes. That's I mean, weird he, but he could do he could do everything he thought you knew was wrong. Yeah, of course, <laughs> exactly. Um, so there, there's he has options. We've only seen the first issue, and hopefully it's long time. Um, but for example, you know one of the things that he's doing is a new comic one shot called Web of Venom Venam. That's great. V e apostrophe N a m. Nam. Written by Donny Cates. Uh, art by. Um, yeah, you got it. Come on. Juanan Ramirez. Sure. Juanan. Sure. Sure. Uh, which, as the United States of America struggled through the Vietnam War, Nick Fury of Shield needed a secret weapon. And when an ancient creature was discovered at the, at an archaeological dig site, he was sure he'd found it. In reality, the discovery was an ancestor of the Clintar symbiotes, and would become a walking, a waking nightmare for a platoon of American soldiers. Mm. So the Clintar still Bendis's thing. So. Yeah, that's interesting. All right. So it's still a possibility. No, I know, I know it is. I'm just saying, don't write it off. I'm, well, as much as you want to, and yeah. I, I agree. It was, yeah. it was stupid. But whatever. Bendis isn't always hit, isn't always hit, but I'm yeah. looking forward to these. I man, Donny Cates writes everything great, even the one that's not written by, by Donny Cates. I'm like, yeah, Mike Costa, he's a good guy. He's yeah, cool. um, Ben, you're not reading Venom, but you, do you have any interest in reading this by Donny Cates? Because what you guys said went right over my head. Right, but I mean, you liked the Donny Cates books that we've talked about on the show. Yeah, we, I have. Yeah. Ooh, what crank go in, baby. I'm sorry, something was falling off my desk. <laughs> 
You should. <laughs> what do you think about this one, Sparks? Um, I, I, you know, I'm honestly, I'm just along for the ride at this moment Eww. with Donny Cates Venom. I, I don't, I'm not really judging anything until I, I read what he does next. Like it, it's too early for me. To it is only one issue. Right, I it's too early for me to to take in a, a strong stance on anything because I I like Kate, so I'm like I, I'm giving it a shot. Doesn't really matter. So, uh, he uh, Ryan Stegman, the artist, said, um, "Good artist." Good he's artist. been talking uh, like someone asked him like, "Oh, how long are you going to be on it for?" Only an arc. He's like, "No, we have like 30 issues planned, and we're probably going to yes. go farther." Yeah, fantastic. And like one one creative team the entire way through. Like, yeah, that's what I've been wanting. Yeah, dude. Heck yeah, I'll take it with Venom. I don't care. The first uh, Venom series offered by. Speaking of a series that uh, don't uh, don't last long, mm. uh, Super Sons was recently canceled. Yes, uh, but some good news on the horizon. Come o- come August, Peter DeTomasi will be reuniting with an artist that we don't know. I don't know why I started that way. Uh, <laughs> we don't know who the artist is, but he will be uh, reuniting Damien and and Jonathan Kent um, to do Adventures of the Super Sons, which will be a twelve issue maxi series. Hell yeah, dude! Uh, we know nothing about it other than it will it will carry over from um, the series that he just wrapped. I'm happy to see this. I love Tomasi. I'm glad he's coming back to those characters, uh, especially because Bendis has not mentioned Jonathan Kent. <sighs> Bendis has only mentioned Jonathan Kent once. Yeah. And talking about... And Lois, too, stuff. And Lois. Yeah. Uh, and talking about... Uh, <coughs> Something uh, Superman. So I'm like, oh, boy. Please, where Bendis. are they? Oh, no. So I'm happy to see... We, we now know there is a book coming out with Jonathan Kent, and I'm happy about that and i like the character a lot. there's a at earth through comics in uh in northridge california uh there's a beautiful uh two set action figures of both of them yes 60 dollars. and they're like half size because they're children yeah and i'm like that's too much i well, want also you could change their faces their hands. yeah there's like 40 different hand sets i'm like i don't need 40 different hands <laughs> 60 dollars well, no, but Tomas, i've got 40 no <laughs> <laughs> you're dr strange nope. but super sons it's one of those books that um when we next go, go to a con i'll be looking for the traits because um brandon oh. you tell me that super sun. I think is, it's super cute. Yeah, like it's it's a really good and it's a really good. It's well written. And Tomasi he writes Bat or he writes Robin very well because he wrote Batman Robin, right? Or was that James Tinian? Uh, no, he wrote Batman and Robin. Yes, Tomasi. he wrote the new two Batman Robin. That was actually really good. So I'm actually down to read this. I yeah. just need to find the traits. Sparks. Oh, I'm also happy about this. I've been reading. You know, I've been getting the whole Super Sons and Super uh, Man run. So I'm totally. Totally there. How yeah. long did the Super Sons last? Uh, 16, issue, 16 is yeah. the last issue. Wow, that's, that's pretty good. Yeah, That's pretty good run. That's not out yet, but it will be coming out. And then it will have a one-shot Super Sons Dynamut special. Mm, Dynamut. Yep. Mm. So, yeah, cool awesome. stuff. Uh, also coming back, the West Coast Avengers. Uh, we live on the West Coast. We do. We're not uh, coming out August 22nd of the first issue, the West Coast Avengers will be uh, written by Kelly Thompson, Yay. who wrote Rogue, Hawkeye, and Gambit. Heck yeah. Uh, and with art, with art by Stefano Caselli. Heck yeah, dude. The team will be Kate Bishop and Clint Barton, who are in charge. Hawkeyes. Both, both Hawkeyes. Um, Quentin Quire, <gasps> a.k.a. Kid oh, Omega. He's the best. Gwenpool. Yeah. Uh, nah. Kate's boyfriend, Johnny. I don't know. Johnny? Just Johnny? Just Johnny, I guess. Just Johnny? Huh. And uh, America Chavez from The Young Avengers. She's cool. All the books got canceled. Yep. Yep. Uh, Gwenpool surprises me. Gwenpool's weird. Yeah. I've never read a Gwenpool, so I hope it doesn't... I hope I, it's not like Have the I told you how I felt like they should make Gwenpool like, matter? How? Oh. So I, th- I felt like it would have been really great if they made Gwenpool the villain of the, MC- of the, of the Marvel Comics mm. universe. Is she a Beck? No. So what she is, she is an... 
she is the real world version of Gwen Stacy who is thrown into a comic book and becomes a Deadpool type person because she knows that she, because she's from not a comic book. She, she's from so she's in a comic book. So she's like, well, nothing matters. So I can do whatever I want because I'm in a comic book. And so, blah, blah, blah. so I thought that it would be really cool if they were like, oh, I see all these heroes fighting each other. I know what's best because I'm a real person. Mm-hmm. And so it becomes like a fan, like a fan intent sort of situation mm. where she's like, um, where she's like, I'm just going to take over everything because I'm in a comic book. And like she learns blah, blah, blah. And I th- think that been really, really fun. Oh, man. So kind of like Superboy Prime a little bit. A little bit. Oh, she can also punch reality. Yeah. I thought that would be cool. But anyway, yeah. um, so the story begins with Kate assembling a new team of superheroes to save Los Angeles as villains have taken over the West Coast along the way. Clint will be mentoring Kate, as he always does in every comic that Clint and Kate are the same mm-hmm. comics together. Um, we got a quote from Thompson. Uh, Kate needs to help save L.A., and she sends she needs help to do that because villains have taken notice that there are no superheroes out there. Exactly. Uh, I think there's part of her that misses being on a team as well. Uh, and then we got another quote. Uh, Gwenpool will be a really weird X Factor, and Johnny is in, is in way over his head. Meanwhile, Merrick Chavez will be the wild card in the group with the series exploring why she decided to come back to LA. Heck yeah. I'm definitely going to read this book. I will not. She's uh, she's an upcoming good writer, and I've liked all the things she's written. Um, and I agree. One of the reasons I love um, uh, Bendis' Moon Knight, because he goes to LA, and there's like a k- kingpin of LA, and he's like, yeah, why isn't anyone taking over to LA? I, like, I don't understand. <laughs> like, I love those ideas. So I'm, cool. I'm down for at least the first issue to see, to see how it goes. Yeah, totally. Anyone else? Nope. No. Oh. No, <laughs> that's fine. That's totally fair. Unless I unless I hear something worthwhile from like Ryan, otherwise no. It's probably not going to be like amazing. Although, although you do raise a good point because a lot of the stuff that happens in Marvel, it's New York is ground zero. Yeah. Um. One of my the best thing that happened to the Civil War afterwards is they they released uh, the fifty two or the fifty state initiative where they where there's a state sanctioned superhero group in every single state. And uh, and every issue kind of just talked about different states and even like like the Z-list heroes are helping out people in like Idaho, but they still need help. I've not heard this. Really? Oh yeah, Dan Slott wrote a bunch of it. It was like a huge like it was actually like a Marvel initiative like like the title, but like there was a whole bunch of books. It's really cool. Taskmaster was trained a bunch of heroes. That's why I love it. That's cool. Yeah, dude. Um, Well, we were big fans of the DC Looney Tunes crossovers uh, from last year. Um, Specifically, Batman Elber Fudd. Yeah. Yeah, boy. So they're coming out with new new ones. Neat. Oh, cool. Uh, Catwoman Tweety and Sylvester special, written by Gail Simone, with art by Inaka Miranda. In uh, his relentless pursuit of Tweety, Sylvester suddenly finds himself with a new human ally, Catwoman. Tweety <laughs> then realizes that he's going to need some help, too, and recruits a superhero of his own, Black Canary. That's awesome. It isn't long before the scales... The scale of the conflict begins to get out of control, and suddenly there's a full-scale war between cats and birds that threatens to take over all of Gotham. That's amazing. Huh. So, all right. That sounds fun. I like the cover art for that one a lot. Yep. Um, Harley Quinn Gossamer special. Gossamer, my favorite. Looney Tune. That's a big red boy? Yep. I've got the pop figure. Yep. Um, Written by Jimmy Palamiotti and Amanda Connor, with art by Pierre Brito. Uh, A violent storm leaves a large crate washed up on the beach of Coney Island. When Harley breaks it open to see what's inside, she suddenly has a new playmate to add to her cast of friends, friends a lot, is a typo, uh-huh. friends at large, a fury, orange beast called Gossamer. Uh, oh, friends, it's a cast of friends, a large furry orange beast called Gossamer. I figured it out eventually. <laughs> um, it's all fun and games until a giant robot attacks them. But who sent it? Harley immediately suspects only one man, but is it really the Joker behind this destructive rampage? Ooh, in theaters. Speaking of, 
Oh, I'll oh. kill you. <laughs> uh, speaking of Joker, the Joker Daffy Duck special written yeah. by Scott Labdell. Oh, oh. oh no. Oh. Uh, That's... We were oh. on the roll. God bless yeah. him. God bless him. And uh, art by Brett Booth. Oh, he's uh, good too. Oh, yeah. man. When Daffy Duck pays a call to the Acme Corporate headquarters in Gotham City, he finds the company long gone in their abandoned building now occupied by the Joker. With a hit in progress, Daffy tries to sneak away, only to find himself in the clutches of the Clown Prince of Crime. But Joker decides that there's some potential in his manic bird and forces Daffy to join his gang. Will he find a way to escape, or will he become the Joker's new right-hand duck? Lex Luthor Porky Pig special. Oh my god. Written by Mark Russell, art by Brad Walker. He's the guy who did the Flintstones. That means it's going to be good. Yeah. yeah. Uh, he also did uh, Snagglepuss, Snagglepuss, which was a little heavy handed, but still quick. Yep. Yeah. Uh, facing financial and personal ruin, a desperate Porky Pig applies for and gets an entry level position with Lex Corps. <laughs> Grateful to his new benefactor, Porky becomes Luther's most loyal employee and defender. But when a major scandal breaks in the news and Lex is called before a congressional committee, guess who is about to be offered up as the sacrificial pig? That cover is terrifying. <gasps> yeah, it is. So, yeah. Hey, man, if I'm, I'm, in, I'm into all those, and if the Scott Lobdell one is, if I hear it's good, I'll pick it up. I won't. <laughs> yeah, Even everything. If it's good? Everything about that said good, good, and then you said Scott Lobdell's yeah. name. I was like, I, I think know. that I think that the the Catwoman Sylvester Tweedy is the best yeah. of the bunch. Yeah. Uh, and, and yeah, that sounds fun. That, that sounds, sounds like awesome. a lot of fun. The 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 uh, Porky Pig one also sounds really good. So I'll probably just get. I'm those into two. that. Just for the cover I'm, alone. I'm down. I'm down with the Gossamer one too. I just don't like Jimmy Jimmy Palmiani and Amanda Connor on Harley. That, but he wrote her for years. Yeah, and, years. and I hated all of it. Oh uh, well, I it works. I can't. I can't judge, and uh, I just I like the idea of of that story. So I don't know yeah. the writers I, well enough to judge. I like Gossamer. I like Jimmy Palmiani and Amanda Connor. Uh, sometimes I like Jimmy Palmiani's Jonah Hex. Oh yeah, dude. Uh, I like their Power Girl. Um, I I really don't like their Harley. Man, but oh, Harley is a, a Looney Tune. Yeah, in that in that series, so it does. Yeah, you're right. That cover is terrifying. It's so good. That's a great cover. So yeah, it it uh, he just looked up the Porky Pig one. Yeah. Um, I, I want to look at, to see what the. I actually, I think my favorite is the um, Sylvester, Catwoman, and Tweety Bird one. I'm looking forward to that one. I like the cover art for that one a lot. These are good ideas. They're funny. I love them. All right, we're gonna move on then. Ooh, to the east side. To some giant monsters. Kaiju. Monster Hunter is getting a feature film adaptation. Mm. I'm happy. And you all made the same face. <laughs> it was amazing. <laughs> yeah. He, here's the thing about that. Um, so uh, let me finish. Let me yeah. Finish. Fi- finish. Finish. I'll put my two cents in. Eventually. Directed by uh, acclaimed uh, director uh, Paul W. Anderson. Acclaimed. <laughs> Using the word. You know, what's liberally. A, you know, what's the funny thing is there's another Paul Anderson who actually is an Academy Award winning director. Is it really? Yeah. I did. There will be blood. Oh. And yeah. Uh, and uh, oh. P. T. Anderson. Yep. Paul Thomas Anderson. There yeah. you go. Uh, Paul W. Sanderson uh, it has, is attached to direct, and Mila Jovovich is attached to star. His wife, who His stars wife. in every movie he makes. Yes. So uh, what do you guys think about this one as the only people who play Monster Hunter? Uh, Sparks, do you play Monster Hunter? Yes. Yeah. yeah. So, so what do you guys think? Uh, uh, there's no story in Monster Hunter except, like, you kill monsters. So like Monster Hunter world, you just explore the new world, so there's really not much of a story. There is no story. That uh, <laughs> he's not the best director. I, I don't know. He's made... Four good movies. Uh, Mortal Kombat. Uh, Pompeii. Excuse me. Four point one <laughs> good movies. I, Pompeii's terrible. I mean, don't, no, okay. Don't I love Mortal Kombat. Mortal Kombat, it's Event a- Horizon, Alien vs Predator, the first Resident Evil. Those four movies. And the fourth Resident Evil, and the fifth Resident Evil, and the sixth Resident Evil. <laughs> All right. He didn't direct two and three. 
Oh, that's right. But then he came back. He came back from yeah, four, yeah. five, six. He did. Man. Uh, um, okay, listen. If you just make this like, a, it's a $60 million movie. That's not the biggest budget for a kaiju movie. No. Um, that's not even. It's either going to be, yeah, it's going to shit. It's going to shit. It's going to be shit, guys. It just probably like, is. I can't defend it. It's going to be shit. <laughs> I can't do it. Here's the thing. It sounds like a good idea, but then we hear the budget. It's like no, because these monsters are literally giant. Mila Jovovich is a great action star. She uh, is. What if it's people in suits? Uh, if if it's like a traditional old yeah. school Godzilla, all right, I'll take it. <laughs> but then Mila Jovovich fights. I mean, you've seen Brandon. Have you seen the weapons we use in Monster Hunter? Yeah, they're huge. Like, like swords bigger than people. Yeah, yeah. they're they're Final Fantasy VII status right yeah. there. Um, man, I don't know. I I can't until I, it feels like I broke you. It's just because like I, I want to believe in it, but like not with this director. It, it right. feels weird that Capcom would okay a movie, bef- a Monster Hunter movie it's, before. It's Mega really Man. an odd choice. That's why I'm so surprised. Like Monster Hunter is getting a movie before like another Street Fighter reboot, which is like their biggest property. Mega Man, no, their second biggest. Um, no, I'm sorry, Monster Hunter is their biggest property because it sold like eight million copies in a month. Oh. Mega Man is getting a, a movie. Well, well, Sonic. Getting, I'm thinking about Sonic. Sonic's getting a movie. Yeah. Mega Man's uh, getting, Mega a, TV getting show. a TV show. There you go. Right. Yeah, so they're working. They're working. True, but Monster Hunter... It starts shooting in September, so it's like legit, and there's a script. I'm going to try to find it online. I'll tell you guys how it is. Sparks, you got anything to add? I... Uh, <laughs> yep. Look, uh, I'm not anti this guy. Um, he made Event Horizon. I, thought, I can't hate him forever. I thought I thought Resident Evil 6 was, was really, really good. Um, You're like the only person. The, compared to the previous ones. Because I'm not, I'm not seeing this. So I'm not comparing. I'm not saying anything. But I've, I've heard like nothing but I, terrible things I, about it. I can get, I can enjoy all the action in those movies, but like they're just so nonsensical and like insane. Let's I mean, not like, get too much into it. But yeah. but I mean, like if you've if you've watched the Resident Evil movies, it, you'd be you'd be hard pressed to deny that six was a step up from the previous two outings. Okay. Um, and the thing is, at the end of the day, like there isn't a, a strong story to mess up with a Monster Hunter movie. Mm-hmm. You know. It's it's totally it's there's not a strong story there. So, I mean, as long as the visuals are good and the action is cool, it can be fun. Um, I don't I don't anticipate it to be a great movie, but I don't see why it can't be just as fun and entertaining as the best Rampage. of the Resident Evil as the best of the Resident Evil uh, films. Yeah. So I agree with that. That's fair. So um, but but like it's it's not a big deal to me because I was talking about this with with a friend, Xander, Um I was talking with him and he's like a hardcore fan of the monster hunter games and always has been. And he was talking about how like the community of monster hunter fans, like they all hate this um, movie. And, and I was like, well, you know, end of the day, it's not like it's going to hurt the monster hunter games. It's, not it's really all. not, it's not going to hurt it at all. It's just kind of going to exist and, and maybe it'll be fun to watch, but I mean, there's no, Unless someone genuinely dedicates the kind of money you have behind Jurassic Park to a Monster Hunter movie so that they can have practicals mixed in with their visual effects, it's not going to be a, a stunning, you know, wonderful Monster Hunter film anyway. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, well, across the, across the Pacific, oh. uh, there's another small little kaiju film that we all love. Godzilla. Gamera. Oh. Godzilla. Not that one. Godzilla. You like Gamera? I've never seen him. Yeah. He's got a cool. He's got I do cool, like Gamera. I wasn't yeah. asking you. Protector of children. Get that? Like Batman. I'm Batman. Yeah, Batman. That's the first thing I call him. He fights for family. The exact same people. (laughs) You've never seen Gamera and Batman in the same place? ABC families. I want a Batman-Gamera crossover comic. Let's do it. 
Brian, um, let's do it. I'm into it, dude. I want a series of Japanese kaiju crossover comics with DC superheroes. Let's go. Dude, I'm, I'm down. Hell yeah. I'm so down. That sounds pretty it's cool. It's like when IDW was trying to do a Transformers DC Universe crossover. I want the I want the Gigan Lobo special. Oh, Lord. Give it to me. <laughs> That's a lot to process. <laughs> God. I want the Charles Barkley Superman crossover. It's hard to get nerdier than than dropping the words Gigan and Lobo. Special. God, you, know, you guys ever read Godzilla vs. Charles Barkley? I've seen it. It is a it is a trip. Who wins? We Charles do. Barkley. <laughs> oh, okay. Uh, did you show me that? Yeah. Oh man, I don't remember. It's good. Oh, it's good man. shit. It's man. awful. It's good though. Yeah. Uh, all right. But anyway, so Godzilla. So we got a poster uh, teasing the third animated Godzilla film. And the second one's not out yet, the right? The second one's not out yet, no. Cool. Uh, the third one heavily teased Ghidorah. Spoilers. Um, and w- I think we talked about this when we talked about uh, Godzilla Monster Planet. So, um, so far, the, tr- the direct translation is Godzilla Planet Eater. Yum, 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 yum. Um, so, and it looks like it's going to have, it's going to be Ghidorah. I said, well, at least it'll give him some color to play with. Because yeah. those things are gray. Yeah. Um... I don't. Uh, we talked about this when we didn't knew that Mechagodzilla was coming out, but I don't like going to the well of Ghidorah. So ag- again, like, yeah. do something else. No man, it's recognizable. I don't know. Sparks. Uh, I. The first one disappointed me so much. I no longer form opinions about these things. <laughs> All right. You then. had a really great idea and you botched it. That's the end. You blew like, it. I, I get that there's still two more movies to make, but you already messed up the basic cool idea of this. So who cares? I feel. Uh, yeah. Well, so on the other, so we talked about again that there are three Godzilla franchises in play. Apparently, one I'm of them. I'm so angry. One I'm of them so has been angry. taken off play. This is such a bummer. Shin Godzilla, uh, which uh, we all pretty much liked. Um, um, I like a lot. I haven't seen it. I, I, I the, uh, those who have seen it, we then, all pretty much like. We're gonna watch it. I borderline angry too. love that movie. Borderline love it. Um, is not getting a sequel. That's bullshit. I can't tell you how angry I am because this is literally the first Godzilla movie that demanded a sequel. Yeah, dude. And it's yeah. not getting one. It demanded it with they its ending. They planned it. Like, the director was like, yeah, there's, we're doing two. Ah, it's such a bummer. And then the ending leads into... Like, I mean, I didn't know it at the, at the time, but... It's like basically a cliffhanger. Yeah. Right? It's a cliffhanger. It's a huge cliffhanger. Yeah. It's a huge cliffhanger, and I'm... It's the biggest cliffhanger I've ever seen in any Godzilla movie ever. And the most questions I've ever had from any Godzilla movie ever. Yeah. And they will never be answered. But, good, but good news. We're going to get a... Instead, they are going to reboot after Legendary... After the contract with Legendary wraps up in 2020 with Kong versus Godzilla. Um, when that wraps up, Toho will relaunch Godzilla in Japan uh, in a, wait, in a I... shared Marvel-style universe. Before we tackle, wait, I have a question. So, yeah. Kong versus Godzilla is the end of U.S. Godzilla films? That's where the contract wraps up, so I got the impression that Toho is not willing to renew. Huh. Okay. That's messed up. Yeah, dude. Yeah, I'm a little bummed about that. They probably realize, like, they see they see Infinity War going, we can do this. Well, mm-hmm. not just that. Like, they see what the U.S. is doing, where it's like, oh, they're putting their movies together. Yeah. Why aren't we doing that? Yeah. I honestly, They've done it I before. I'd rather that they just worked in conjunction with each other. Conjunction. Yeah, yeah to yeah. just to just make more movies that are all part of the same thing rather than rather than be like you can't make your universe anymore. 
Yeah. Now we make another one, and we're not going to expand on the really cool idea of the other one that we started. Yeah. This is just all around upsetting. Yeah. There's a lot. Of, there's a lot in this. This whole thing. This whole little chunk of Godzilla news is very upsetting. Yes. Because <laughs> um, I, I would like to. I don't. I honestly don't know where I would have wanted them to go after Kong versus Godzilla. I mean, we haven't seen it, so we don't know what they would do. Um, Pacific Rim. And we know that Godzilla 2 is going to deal more with the Apex Predators and the... Um, I know exactly what I wanted after Kong versus Godzilla. Yeah? Yeah, I wanted a reimagining of Space Godzilla. Oh, uh, yeah. He's um, a cool dude. Yeah, it, and every time, like Mothra, Rodan, and Ghidorah, they actually had to renegotiate their contract to be able to use those three monsters for Godzilla 2. Um, so it looks like Toho is not willing to renew the contract. After, it, it could change. Yeah. That could change. Um, but for now, they are pretty dead set on relaunching their, their Godzilla franchise. And it kind of makes sense because Godzilla is one of the early shared universes, like uh, Rodan and um, and Mothra both had movies before being yeah. folded into the Godzilla franchise. Um, right, that that and the they they did it a lot back then with monster films. Yeah, like looking at this, try, trying to look at this positively. I was talking to you, Brandon, earlier about this. Like, uh, yeah, man, Shin Godzilla is like a cool, like weird take on Godzilla, and it's a shame that this is all we're getting. Um, but like, it'd be really cool to have like have like the, like the not not to the dark universe approach where like they I know where they get a group of like creative people and like, all right guys, we want to make a cool Godzilla universe. You tackle the Rodan movie, you tackle the Godzilla movie, and then five years we'll make the Mon the Destroy All Monsters movie. And like and like have, I think I would love to see that. Again, it's a shame we're not getting Shin Godzilla too, because that movie is awesome. I think I think my thing is at this at this current moment, like Shin Godzilla was was doing something different. Yeah. The US movies have so far done enough to to lend themselves to being different from what has come before in Godzilla films. And now we're finding out that the U.S. films will probably get cut off at King Kong and Godzilla. Um, and then that they're going to start up in Japan again, not following Shin Godzilla, which again was, was a different take. And I'm just like, here's my thing. I'm just concerned that what we're getting is just the old movies again because I don't know what they're going to do to make them stand apart anymore. Oh yeah. I can That's see a good point. Just like just remakes of the other. Yeah. Okay. Because, well, because right now, because right now the Godzilla movies are in a good place. I don't feel like they're exactly like the old Godzilla movies. Even the terrible one on Netflix is yeah. not like the old movies. Right. But I mean like, you know, even though I'm not super in love with, with the American Godzilla, I still thought it was good. Yeah. Enough. Same. And it did go pretty far away from the Japanese one. And I was like, cool. This the is this boy. is nice. I'm I'm interested in what you're building here. Same thing with Kong. I really liked Kong and I'm interested in what they're building there. And and to cut that off and to cut off Shin Godzilla, which had arguably the best ending to any Godzilla movie ever. Um and and cut both of those off and now talk about what you're saying, Ryan. Like if they did even if they did pull in a room, I'm like Okay, so they're going to make their own individual, like, another Rodan movie? How is that going to be any different from the old Rodan movie other than it'll look new? Yeah, no, you're 100% like, right. Like, what are you going right. to do different than having a single monster attack a city? I don't need that. We've been there. We've done it. There's still going to be people in suits, too. Yeah. So. You're 100%, like, you're 100% right, there. man. You're right. We've been there. It's happened. Like, what? what is going to be different about this? I'm That's this, my uh, yeah. problem is is we're getting we're losing uh, potential for something that's different. And and I have 
no reason to believe we're not going to back to what was old before. And and mostly it's like, I don't care because I'll watch them whatever. I watch all the Godzilla movies, even mm-hmm. the bad ones. It doesn't matter to me. But I feel like Godzilla's in a good place where like a lot of people could be really interested in Godzilla right now. And I feel like this will kill it. Yeah, yeah. I agree. Yeah, I do agree. Uh, really quickly to, for the final thoughts on this. Um, so Godzilla 2, the American one, is that confirmed to have like Mothra and... Yes. Okay. Yes. It All has right. Mothra, Rodan, okay, so and King Ghidorah. Obviously, Ghidorah, not King Ghidorah. Prince. Whatever. Prince. King Ghidorah is the robot one. Prince. All right. Um. So, King Kong versus Godzilla. We know Kong versus Godzilla. <laughs> so, uh, Mon- I'm really sorry. Mon- Monkey Man versus uh, Lizard Man. Um, A clearly, remake of King Kong versus cl- Godzilla. Clearly, that's not going to be the uh, the full. It's just them two in the movie. There's got to be more than that. They got to team up to fight a bigger monster. Who's the bigger monster? If they're already using Ghidorah, they already, use, they already used Ghidorah. Yeah. Yeah. So, is it a space Godzilla, or, or like the original Godzilla comes back? Could be Destroyer. Oh, oh could be Destroyer. Yeah. Because because they have tied in this franchise to the that's to 1954. I mean. So King Kong's got to fight him up. Could be Destroyer. I think, Godzilla. And that's how they think, that's how they end like I doubt they do Mechagodzilla. Like with the contracts the ending, whatever, like you need your final movie to be big, so you make it as big as you possibly can with like a, a triple threat fight. Yeah. yeah. I hope so. If that's their last movie, I hope they go crazy with Megalon. it. Because it'll it'll be a bummer. Like I really don't like hearing that that that's pro- probably getting cut off at that movie. That's a real bummer. Yeah. Yeah, feels like just when it was ramping up to being something really cool. Do you think if it, I really like Kong? Do you think if it made like a billion dollars? I like Kong. Kong a lot. Yeah. Do you think if it was like mega successful, there'd be a way that it, they can continue it? I'm pretty Possible. sure. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, like I said, at this time to us is not convinced they're going to renew. Yeah, yeah. But it could change. Yeah. I th- and I think part of it is, yes, if it made like a, that much money, which that'd be nice. Uh, but if it made that much money, then then they could possibly like buy Toho's agreement to let them keep going. Yeah. Um, if if there's enough faith in it, uh, but I don't know. I just it's gonna be hard for them to I think reboot. I'd rather that they just like made a deal to work together to make more movies together. Because yeah. like I'd be down for like you to tell me that the films that are being made in Japan also exist in the same world as the ones that are being made in America. Just you know you you watch what you watch, and I'm like that. I'd be totally okay with that. Like, but when I feel they, like, this... like when they co-opted uh, our, our 1998 film to be like, yeah, that one's not uh, Zilla. No, 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 no. That's not what I mean. That's not what I mean. I mean, like, uh, I mean, more like the way that Sony and Marvel work on Spider-Man. Fair. So, like, you know, they're they're over there making their own monster movie, but like they do have communication with them and like are that Godzilla can show up in their movies and, and they can create new monsters and those new monsters can show up in the movies here. I mean, that just sounds like that's more open-ended than this idea of like, let's cut off the two most creative things that have been going on with Godzilla lately and try and start something new. That's probably just newer versions of the exact old thing. Yeah. Uh, right. So we're running a little long. So man, I love talking a lot about Godzilla. It's great. <laughs> Me too. I, we could, sh- we should do another episode yeah. on Godzilla. Um, so let's get into some trailers. Uh, let's start with deadly class. Uh, not it was like more like a like a behind the scenes trailer, not like a actual like a. It's still first look. Yeah, it was like a minute. Yeah. What did you think? Ryan? Yeah, it was like a it was a first look. Uh, it looks like the comic. Uh, it, those characters are they look like those characters. I'm really excited. the 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 reason I'm most excited for it is one, the Russo brothers are executive producers. Uh, they're heavily involved, and Rick Remender, who is the writer of the of the comic, <laughs> wrote the pilot, and he's and he's producing it as well. Like he's directly involved. Uh, and that guy, if if you ever hear, heard me talk about it before, he hates the industry. He hates the big.
big companies, he is a very independent person, which means he really believes that this is something that's really good. Uh, and I, I think that guy's one of the best writers alive. I think this looks dope, really good. Okay. Wong's in it. It's gonna be great. Uh, I think we're all pretty. I, we all liked what we saw, right? It even was like people, even like us I, who had never read. I haven't seen it. It was my first yeah, book yeah, club, I, but nobody read it because that was back when we weren't reading the books. I I liked it. Yeah. I like the way it looks. It looks like it'll be good. When it comes out, I'll make it a book club. Right. Yeah. Um, Bohemian Rhapsody yeah. was another trailer that dropped this yeah. week. Uh, what do we all think of this one? Oh, I'm I excited. love Queen's music. Queen is one of my favorite bands of all time. Yeah, you know, you know how what people say is like my top five list of bands changes every time we talk about it. Yeah, Queen is smash always Smash Mouth, Smash Mouth, Smash Mouth, Smash Mouth. Stop right there. Backstreet Boys, Smash Mouth, In Sync. Stop right there. Britney Spears. The real start. The, the hits start coming Pink. and they don't start coming. I love Shrek and Shrek doing Shrek. 3. Shut up, you. <laughs> but no, Queen is always up there. Yeah. Queen is one of my favorite bands of all time, and I think finally we're getting a Freddie Mercury biopic, which I'm really excited for. Let's hope so. Ryan, what, what was the reservation you had uh, again? The report came out that they're going to admit all the stuff about AIDS and him yeah, having that's, AIDS and that's dying bullshit. of AIDS and him being gay. And like, uh, uh, that's like bullshit. that's literally part of his character, and like that is that is so important to so many people going mm-hmm. through like uh, like especially in the 80s when like when the epidemic was happening. Like that's it's it it's it's. Uh, I don't know what the word is, but it's just not right. Gross. Gross. Yeah, like omitting something that it's like you guys are. It, this isn't like a sensitive topic. That's his life. Every other biopic has like John. The Johnny Cash one has him going through all this drug shit and being a, like a, mm-hmm. a, a cheater. The Ray film. The yeah, Ray, Ray film. They're all him yeah. being unfaithful. Musicians are always the best people, and I really hope that they show not that he's a bad person, but they show like all the all the aspects of their life. So what I'm hearing is that he's a bad person. He's a terrible person <laughs> with a beautiful voice. Uh, Sparks. Was he though? No, he's a great person. I'm kidding. I, I think that I think that it's I think Ryan's right. I think it's uh I, I'm bummed that we live in a in a age where we still can't like uh take on the reality of a person. We've got to uh irresponsible. You know, glor- That's the word. glorify them because uh, uh, we can't you know uh, we we have to keep our idols sacred and we can't like allow them to be flawed or, or human. And I think that's a shame. It makes him more human um, to show he has flaws. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but I wish... Uh, it's a well-made trailer. I, yeah, I, I think it's a really great trailer. I, Very I catchy. I love the uh, way they cut together all the songs. I, I want to see it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like, I still want to see it, but uh, I do wish that we were at a point where we could take on a person honestly. So I asked this question uh, to you guys before. I just want to kind of get on record. We're pretty sure he's not singing in the trailer. Yeah, yeah. He's not those those are no, I doubt yeah. it. I doubt it. But and if it, he is, holy shit! Damn. <laughs> but he's not. But the, those sound no, like I'm, just I'm like pretty sure he's not. I'm yeah. sure that they haven't done enough sound work for that to be him. Yeah, yeah. He had to sing in front of Queen, Did like really? when they when, like before the movie started, like they just like just to make sure. And they were like, nah, <laughs> like nah, mate, just stub him, <laughs> nah, mate. <laughs> uh, no, all right. So then, then the other thing was a, was a huge surprise uh, to some people. Hmm? Uh, Happy Time Murders. Holy shit. So I did not know this was coming out. Oh my goodness. Some people really hate this trailer. (laughs) Do they really? Oh, dude. Dude, can you come on? I can understand it. It's disgusting. It It is. It is foul. So I. But here's the thing. So this is directed by Brian Henson, who uh, directed Muppet Treasure Island and Muppet Christmas Carol. And Uh and he's the son of Jim Henson. (laughs) Muppets Lost in Space. Uh, Did he? That's what I think it said that. I thought it said Mm. uh, Sparks. You may have to double check that one. Uh, for us but yeah so the the synopsis is when the puppet cast of an 80s children's tv show begins to get murdered one by one a disgraced lapd detective turned private eye puppet 
takes on the case. Watchmen. So it's uh, <laughs> Melissa McCarthy and a puppet. <laughs> what if what if the Muppets turn into the Watchmen? I, I love how it says "No Sesame All Street." That's the tagline. Yeah. Uh, this was not dire- uh, Muppets Lost in Space was not directed by Tim Hill. Never mind. Or not directed by uh, Brian Henson. Sorry, yeah. it was directed by Tim Hill. There you go. Got it. That's what I thought. Never mind. Yeah, it, this is this filthy foul. Like, you're either into this type of comedy or you're not, but it's got Muppets in it, so I'm 100% on board. This, here's the thing. Puppets. They can't, they can't legally use the <sighs> I, term it's Muppets. It's in my brain. <laughs> here's the thing. It's Avenue Q yeah. t- crime it's drama. Meet the Feebles, my dude. Yeah, it's Avenue Q. I love Avenue Q. Yeah. Do you like Avenue Q? I do. Do you like Avenue Q, Brandon? No. Okay, screw you. Kidding, Sparks, I, like I was going to say, Q. you like this, though? I like Avenue Q. Yeah. Sparks, what about you? You've seen Avenue Q, right? I have, yes. Yeah, it's fudging hilarious. Yeah, dude. So I when I saw the trailer, I'm like, this is a this is hilarious. This is amazing. I think anything with involving puppets Look, and humans here's is a, funny. Uh, here's the thing. So every everything involving everything that has puppets in it, and like that where South Park so, meets Sesame so here, Street. Yes. So I can totally get it because there is a sequence of a puppet ejaculating. <laughs> For uh, a solid what's minute. The, what's the str- silly, silly, silly street? It's silly a solid street. Minute. Yeah, it's a solid minute, and I'm just kind of like, and he stops, could, and he's like, "Oh, it's coming again." I can totally see how people yeah. will be like, "No, thank you." Yeah, dude. Yeah, that is a little but disgusting. But truthfully, this worked for me. But yeah, then same. you get the scene where puppets are getting their head shot off, and it's just the the stuffing inside. Yeah. There's no blood or guts. It's just stuffing, and they're and then people react like, "Oh my god!" Like they're getting blood on themselves, uh, but it's just white stuffing. The so Sparks. Yeah, he, uh, yeah. he loves. What's your puppets. opinion on this one? Uh, I don't have a, much of an opinion because I have not watched this trailer. Are you oh, oh. are you down for rated R puppet movies though? I mean, I've heard about this movie. I knew it was coming. Yeah. So I mean, I'm I'm curious, but I can't. I but I'm like open to it. I have nothing against. Do it you right like now. Team I'm America, totally... World Police? I I like it fine. Okay. Um, Just curious. I I don't love it or anything, but I like it fine. It's entertaining. Okay. I I, I see where this could be entertaining, but I can't I can't openly judge it right now. All right then. The uh I, the funniest line was when uh, she does a bunch of drugs and she falls asleep and wakes up. And, oh and, she, no, she dies. She dies and like wakes up and then this guy's like screw you and she's like <laughs> maybe <laughs> like oh my god. Uh, yeah. So yeah, that I guess uh, anything more you guys wanted to add? We're a little long, so should, uh, should, uh, so uh, what do you guys think, do you think before we move on to our review? Ooh, I'm going in the pr- deep recesses of my brain. Sparks, you got anything off the top of your head? No, I'm 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 pretty good. Go cool. to Ben. Ask Ben. Let me think. Ben, stop hating on Thundercats' roar. Meow. Sure. <laughs> I mean, the style of animation isn't my personal cup of tea, but a lot of, it's getting a lot of hate online. Look, you you brought it up. We're not. None of us here hated this. Hated Thundercats' roar. Uh, I got the Thundercats show I wanted. Yeah, you this did. Is and not, that's great. This is not that show. Uh, I'm a little bummed about that, but you, you know what? It'll find an audience. I got it. Yeah. I got? digged into the research. You so got something. Uh, Elizabeth Shue got cast in The Boys as the main, right. as one of the main characters. That's she's, awesome. She's great. Goodbye. Elizabeth Shue. Elizabeth Shue. Um, she was an 80s actress. Um, she was most recently... I reckon. I just got a picture in my head. Blonde lady. Yeah. All right. Well, that, that'll do it then. Oop. Time now then for our review of Deadpool 2. AKA X Force Volume. I really didn't want to rhyme, so I was trying to figure out what else I could do. But it was inevitable. Oh man, it's okay. (laughs) Yeah, I I I don't even know if I would call this. I don't know how you review this. How does that make sense? No, explain. Okay. Yeah. Well, because I feel like, in a way, I feel like Deadpool Two almost removes itself from being properly reviewed. Because I because of what because of what happens and then they reverse it. Is that what you mean? No, no, no. Okay. I mean, no, 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 no. I just mean like spoilers. 
by the you way. Can't, 100% you can't, like, spoiler. criticize. You can't, like, criticize a lot of plot things when it's all... It's all kind of just as breakable as it is sustainable. So, okay, so if this is a comedy, then, like, most... Like, I wouldn't say all comedies have great stories. Like, does the comedy work? Does the action work? Does the things that, like, uh, the, from the first Deadpool transfer? No, no, no. I know what you mean. I, I mean, like, I know we can review it. Yeah. I'm just not sure... How I want right. to review it. It's a very all right, all right, real quick, real quick, interesting movie. So spoilers from here on out. Uh, I will time code it in the description. If you have not seen Deadpool two, please go see it and come back. Or you know, or bring, listen bring to your, it your you children. Really don't care. Don't do that. Don't do that. Um, so let's go around the horn. Then what do we all think? The horn. I don't know. <laughs> I was Shut like, up. <laughs> old phrase. <laughs> uh, ben, what do you think? Oh, I I really liked it. I mean, I can't really um, say if I liked it more or less than the first Deadpool, but I'm, the action was there. The opening sequence was as hilarious as it was in the first one. A little shorter, obviously, but then you get it's a James Bond style opening sequence with Celine Dion's <laughs> Ashes song in the background, it's really good. which I was actually wondering where how that song was going to put into play, and it was put into play very well. Like especially after the scene where Mar- where Vanessa Miranda Backman where she dies, Aww. I was actually nervous. Like when they had their anniversary, then I was thinking they're not they're gonna kill her, aren't they? Like when Wade was like very quiet at the toaster oven. Yeah, with that's kind of, you could definitely tell. I'm sitting there going, the mood changes. She's gonna die, isn't she? And then she dies, which sucks. But then at the very very end, it's like surprise, no, she's not dead. What? And really. And this is our review of Deadpool 2. Uh, thank you for coming. Yeah, but it's... it's the, I get said initial the, thoughts, not your not your entire review of the movie. No, but it's... Yeah. Ryan, what did you think of the movie? I, um, I don't think it's a better movie than Deadpool, but I enjoyed it more than I did Deadpool upon second viewing. Um, I Certain characters really stand out to me. And I and I hope they stick with this. Hopefully, this franchise for a lot longer. Um, I thought the action was dope. Uh, obviously, uh, David Leeds is a great action director. Like I wasn't worried about that at all. Um, I wouldn't say I was like blown away by any action sequences. Like I think the John Wick two director. I forget that guy's name unfortunately, but I think he's a better action director. Chadwick Boseman. It's not that. <laughs> it's Chad no. something though. It's yeah. Chad's, yeah. Chad Stahelski. Yeah. That's yeah. Yeah. yeah you go. Yeah. Um, so I think definitely he's the better director of these two. But uh, not to say that this guy Thank doesn't you, know. Yeah, thank you, John. Thank you. Uh, that he's not like a, he's like a, a bad director or anything, but um, I I quite enjoyed this. Uh, I had a rollicking good time. Uh, Sparks. I think if I saw it, I only saw it once, so I think if I saw it again, I'd probably be about what Ryan said, with uh, not thinking it's necessarily better than the first one, but but enjoying it a, uh, more. I think um, to kind of comment on what I was saying earlier, I. I uh, it's hard for me to think about how to credit to, to critique it because um, when the guys were talking about the, the end credits scene and uh, someone asked, you know, the, the director uh, and the screenwriters, uh, does this undo all the events of the film? And they're like, honestly, when you're going into Deadpool, we're kind of hoping that nobody ever thinks about it that long or takes it that seriously. And that's what I mean is I'm like, I don't know how to criticize certain things because it's not built to be, uh, actual plot development in some ways for certain things. I guess the way you look at it is like, like yeah, like did those things like it, did they bother you or not? Like if like if like the throw, there's a couple throw throwaway lines. It's like oh that's bad, that's lazy writing. Like is that good enough for you? And for yeah. me, for this silly comic book Deadpool movie, one million percent. Oh yeah, no, no yeah, yeah. I, I I stand I stand by that too. Yeah. I feel that same way. I just it's I'm trying to figure out how I can be more. It's hard to be critical on a movie that's like 
it's like it's like this. I I understand what you're saying. Yeah. 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 I uh I felt like I haven't seen the first one since I saw it in theaters. Uh, it's 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 really solid. It's really yeah. like very tight. Yeah, it's, it's worth very a tight. rewatch. I I showed it to some people who hadn't seen it. It's very uh, just tight before this came out, and I and I forgot how well. Uh, I think well paced and, oh, yeah. and structured it is. It's better paced than uh, this movie, for I, sure. I think yeah. so. Yeah, so I was getting into. So I, I don't think I think this film has some pacing issues, specifically with the comedy, uh, to the dramatic moments. I think the tone shifts don't they they land like a ton of bricks. Like when it's when it's Vanessa dies and then Ashes plays, and yep. it's supposed to be comedy. It's very jarring. You're like, whoa, whoa, hang on a minute. Yeah. Um, even they say, wait a minute. Yeah. Which is I think <laughs> smart. Yeah, but even but even so, like I was still kind of like, I don't. You needed to give me like a moment. Yeah. Um, and there's a, there's a couple more moments where where it's just kind of it, it, the the tone isn't as well balanced as I, as I remember. A lot of what I'm going for the, the a lot of my comparisons are from what I remember of Deadpool one, mm-hmm. which is why I wanted to preface with. But uh, from what I remember, the tone shifts weren't this jarring. The dramatic I, shifts are worse and are I, harder. And I agree with you. I don't think the action is quite as quite as stand out yeah as i wish it had been with david leach as the director same uh, it's still yeah. some good stuff but there's there's a lot of close quarters action where i don't think ryan reynolds knows how to i don't know either so i'm well, not i'm not comparing comparing but i don't know he's as he, good as his choreographer is right uh there's a lot of things where the it l- looks kind of like lazy choreography with the katana specifically yeah and i think Probably David Leach just knows what to do with guns more yeah. than he does know what to do with swords. Yeah. Uh, but the, some of the swordplay doesn't really work. The first one is all swordplay. Yeah. Because they didn't have the budget for uh, guns. I would say the the um, the beginning fight scenes where it's like a montage of them like in Tokyo and stuff. Those aren't that bad. Those are pretty good. Those aren't that bad, but, it's but the they also like, feel a little clunky yeah. at time, like the because a lot of them are like single shots, like especially yeah. the last one, the single shots. It does feel a little clunky. Hundred percent. Yeah. Yeah. It's um, the action isn't as fluid. Yeah. Yeah. So let, let's just get into it then. Um, uh, so Vanessa dies. Yes. And the, I guess the writers had n- no idea what fridging meant. Yeah. And uh, I had a problem with it. I initially, I initially had a problem with it too. Because I don't like Co- fridging characters. Can Can someone correct me if I'm wrong? But I felt like I heard that she was just not available for filming a lot of this movie. That Isn't could that be true? true. That I that could be true. I don't know. I, just, I didn't hear I that. I don't remember. I don't remember. Don't quote me on it. Yeah, but yeah. I feel like I heard that, that she was like busy doing another project. So there was like a curiosity of how much of Deadpool 2 she'd be in. I, didn't, uh, I did not hear that. So I but can't. But don't kill the this. character then. You know, that doesn't, seem, it, like, that doesn't seem like a good alternative. Sideline. I mean, if you, yeah. if you can't. I can see where in their minds for Deadpool, if you can't, I'm not disagreeing with your guys' point. Yeah. I'm merely countering it. Um, I can see where if they know, because they know the post credit scene, they know they're going to bring her back to life, essentially, and undo what happened. Then if she wasn't available to film, I can see where this was an alternative that they pursued. Sure. If yeah. that makes sense. Like, yeah. I understand it, but but I agree with you that, that it is essentially fridging her. I but, um, I but I do want to like say I do think it was handled fairly decently. Uh, yeah, I don't want to say like really well, but like I like the bits where he's trying to like kill himself to be with her. Uh, I think that that drives him that that drives some good emotional moments. And uh, then at the end, it's just real reversed. quick. Uh, this is me being silly comic boy for a hot second. I thought when he killed himself, they were going to introduce like death. That was never happening. No, I know, <laughs> but like he's trying to talk to Vanessa, or whatever, and like and like somehow death is intertwined with like why he wants to be a Vanessa or something. Sure, but like sure. I know again, this is just me like wanting the biggest of the big. 
Sometimes. Actually, you're right. not. No, I know. I Ryan, know. I trust me. You're not the only one who thought that. I thought no, that I too. Yeah. Well, like I, him, yeah, like Deadpool being like in a weird ethereal world for a second seemed weird to me. Yeah. Because like that's yeah. not he's a, he's a, he's a dude. Yeah. yeah. It was a little I, weird. I, yeah. I wanted to I wanted to comment on on something Brandon said earlier. Uh, I I kind of liked that they did drop the tone. Like once she dies, then it goes straight into the comedy with the credits saying, you know, did you just kill her? Wait, what? Um, I like that because I felt like it. Uh, it's very honest to what Deadpool does, which is, you know, we we're we're not going to hold your hand through anything. You know, either you're there with us on the jokes, or you're there with us on the emotion when we play it, or you're not. You know, we're not going to tease anything up for you. So I was kind of fine with that. Um, I think the challenge with Vanessa is that Deadpool's not a character from the comics written to have a love story that functions that well. That's true. He, he that's, usually doesn't date the, normal I think people. that's the challenge that they're running into with the films, is that the first film, like, that worked really well to make people like Deadpool and like the film because he's a jokey character, but there was a heart at the center of it, and they had to find a way to keep that. Um, but that's not really how Deadpool is most of the time. Yeah, that's fair. That's a fair assumption. Um, what do we think of the new characters? Uh, in this Cable, Domino, and the X-Force. So, uh, first of all, I love Domino. I, love Domino's Domino. my favorite character in this movie. Domino's my favorite. Um, I thought she was I, great. Domino's great. I love, that, I love that actress on Atlanta. I was so yeah, glad dude, to see Zazie her Beats. get a turn here. She's awesome. She's so charming. Uh, first of all, uh, that whole bit where she's running through the street. Like the Infinity War trailer, props for uh, subverting what we thought was going to happen in this movie and just killing off your entire X-Force immediately. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's freaking hilarious, dude. I mean, I liked that bit a lot. I did think that was funny. But I was real upset that Terry Crews got killed. Yeah, and that's just purely because I'm like Terry Crews has wanted. You a know that was a role. Uh, zeitgeist with Pennywise. Got, he got messed up. Bill Skarsgård is Pennywise. Oh shit! Yeah, yeah. yeah um, I kind of feel the same way with Sparks here. Like yeah. I, I would have liked Terry Crews to stick around a yeah, bit. Yeah, but yeah. Here's the thing that, um, and I'm not gonna take credit for this because like I'm not, I'm not that smart. But like this movie does the trope of oh we're getting the team together and they do it very like cliche but what it really is is doing they're actually setting up the team for the end of the movie it's building up the actual who the real team is right. not the fake team and then and, you, I, right. and then it turns into final destination for a hot second hey that's just that's domino baby that's her powers no hey. no not not her not her their deaths the x-force deaths oh were yeah sh- were ripped straight out of yeah. final destination yeah hey, that's, that's that great. brad pitt cameo was amazing yeah it's really that good. was funny that was yeah sweet. that was good split second so yeah. there are two moments that reminded me like heavily of final destination which is the bit where the X Force all die, yeah. and then is the bit where Domino is in is in the the orphan center, mm-hmm. uh, and she's fighting the nurses, and they all die in Final Destination terrible way. Ways. Like they <laughs> slip and fall, and yeah, yeah, slip and fall. Yep. He lands on his knife, and then one just like has a bunch of things, and then a cabinet decapitates him. Yes. Yeah. that was that was cool though. She's so charming, and she's she's so um like nonchalant about everything because nothing bad ever happens to her. So like, uh, she comes out of explosion, and she's like, "Oh man, this is great!" And mm-hmm. it's like she's just so charming. And I, oh, when when I, when she sees Juggernaut for the first time, she's yeah, just, nope. nope. I hope <laughs> that even her like, with her power sees the Juggernaut and is like, "No, That's so good." I love how her eyes just go yeah. super big. She's like, no, she's like slides out of frame. Yeah. Also, actually, one of my favorite jokes was when Deadpool was like, "Holy shit, Juggernaut!" I lo-. he's like naming all oh. the comments where Juggernaut appears. It's it's actually Ryan Reynolds' favorite superhero. Yeah, really? Juggernaut. Yeah. Oh. Fun fact. Which is why he voiced it. Yep. Really? Yep. Yeah. He's the voice. Yeah. Of Juggernaut. Ryan Reynolds is the voice of Juggernaut. Uh, if you look huh. in the credits, it says that Juggernaut is voiced by himself. 
Uh, and it's just it's Ryan Reynolds. Oh, that is yeah. cool. I didn't because I, I noticed it said himself. So I was like, who was the yes. voice? I don't mean to take it to take another dig at a DC hero at a DC film. Better CGI fight sequence than a than a DC film. Yeah, and it's like I had a third of the budget. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> and they even announced it. Big CGI fight time. Yeah, mm-hmm. I like Colossus a lot in these yeah. movies. Uh, Colossus I'm, was really good in this movie. I'm, yes, I am yes. bummed that they sidelined Negasonic Teenage Warhead. Me too. I was going to say that. I but 100 percent agree. But with Colossus got a lot of screen time. So if some if something if they had to get rid of a character, I'm bummed out. Uh, but like Colossus was like awesome in this dude. He's so funny. Hi Wade. Hi Yukio. <laughs> and you know what? That that callback joke is so funny every time. Where I'm like, if that unfortunately is all we got, I still laughed. Like I it like, worked. I like I like her, and I'm, she does get things to do a bit. Yeah. Uh, mostly just kind of like be snickery, and then yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, she the post credits thing. I do like the what have we done? Yeah, like yeah, that was pretty. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but yeah, I, I would have liked to have seen a lot more of her. I liked her yeah. a lot from the first one. Yeah. Yeah. Um, uh, the, yeah. The, the, speaking of the X Men, though, we get a we get a cameo from the entire class from the entire That's cast such of a Dark good Phoenix. Yeah. Cameo, and they shot that not, not um, the entire cast, but a group of four. No, it's it's so it, so it so it's Quicksilver. I, I only see it for like a quick second. I've seen it twice. So it's it's Beast who closes the door. Uh huh. It's McAvoy. Yeah. Quicksilver. Uh-huh. Uh huh. Ship. I think. Oh, Storm. Uh, Storm. Yes. Uh, and Ty Sheridan. Yes. Yeah. Just like Yeah. yeah. Uh, but yeah. yeah, they actually filmed that on the set of Dark Phoenix, which yeah. is which is magical. So they were actually there. It's not fake. So so am I? Are we led to believe that James McAvoy is now playing a seventy-year-old man in this movie? Man, jeans. <laughs> Let's not Got talk great about jeans, I, baby. I mean, don't even like timeline crap. Don't what? Mean nothing. <laughs> don't mean nothing. Yeah, I. I that, that's... Deadpool's time travel ruined it. Now they're in the future. Yeah. Um, what was the? Uh, the oh yeah. So I really because Ty Sheridan has a small small cameo in this movie. Not even on the set. Yeah. But I really would have wanted Josh Brolin to call Ty Sheridan dad. dad. Yeah. I wanted that so badly. Man. I was kind of hoping for like maybe Cyclops to show up and then Josh Brolin go dad. No. No. Um, I'm I'm glad that didn't happen. <laughs> yeah. Uh. So 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 we like Domino. We like we, so. What about Cable? Uh, the, big, the biggest new character in this is Cable. Uh, how do we feel about Cable? I like him. Listen, I'm going to be one million percent honest. I think Josh Brolin is awesome. I think he is a good Cable. Uh, I, I because I saw him as Thanos. If he now, if I didn't see Thanos, that's totally great. But he was Thanos, and Thanos is, is, is something else. I would have really liked to have seen Michael Shannon be in this movie. I think Michael Shannon, because uh, he was originally going to be up, and then he didn't do it, which is fine. Josh Brolin is great. I have no problems with Josh Brolin. Uh, I could definitely see somebody else uh, doing this role a little. I little, love the design yeah. of the Technovirus. It looks great, dude. It is, it is so uh, well done. I don't know if, how much is CGI and how much is fake. I know the arm is I certainly mean, CGI. Uh, yeah. Um, so I, uh, just to give people a little, a little, a little uh, taste, Cable is a very complicated mm. character in oh, the Jesus. comics. Yeah. Uh, he is the son of... Gene Gray and, and he's Scott the son, Summers. No, he's the son of Scott Summers and Madeline Pryor, who's a clone mm-hmm. of Gene Gray. I, okay. Yeah. Fuck. So yeah, I already X-Men, messed dude. it up. <laughs> I already messed it up. Uh, from the from the far future, yeah. uh, where he is a time-traveling member of the X-Force, uh, he is also one of the most powerful telepaths in the Marvel Universe. However, he can't use his telepathy because he is using it to fight back the techno-organic virus that caused that metal arm. And yep. That's from a virus that he has. Super cool. Uh, so, Fun fact, that's yeah. a, so in the New Mutants, there's a character named Warlock, and is made entirely of that techno-organic virus. Oh, yes, I heard of him. Yep. Uh, Nate, so his real name is Nathan Summers. Yep. Uh, and there's also a Nate Summers who is X-Man. Yeah, that, this guy's <laughs> X-Man. We can't. We don't it's have time. The same, it's the same person from a different Dif- reality. We don't have time for this. <laughs> I just... So cable is very convoluted. Yeah. So I want specifically to, to to mention that because what do we think about the fact that Hope, 
is seemingly at least now his daughter. It's inconsequential. It doesn't matter. Yeah. I think they're. I know yeah. you were excited to see. I, Hope totally. In I this. thought they were going to go an entirely different where Hope is where the mutants have been exterminated and she's the first mutant born in a Children of Men era X Men world. Uh, and they're just going to not do any of that, which is fine. But I think it's kind of like the Dark Knight Rises Robin line. Mm-hmm. It's just Hope. It's a name. Yeah. That's all it is. They just name drop it to keep the fans yeah. happy. Yeah. Like they hear yeah, the word it Hope. Doesn't, it, doesn't mean, it doesn't mean anything. Yeah. I agree. Um, it, it's a cool thing, but like it literally doesn't matter. I like Cable in this movie. I like Josh Brolin doing it, but I have to admit that I don't. I don't care very much about it, be, to be honest, because it felt like he was basically just there to look like Josh Brolin, because he looks good as Cable, yeah. and like like he wasn't given anything really to work with to make that character stand apart. Honestly, and it might be because Cable is just like a gr- a gruff, like grr, no humor kind of guy. Like that's kind of all he had to work with, like you said. Um, yeah, I don't know. I thought he was. I thought he was totally like he's good, but like I wasn't blown I away. Like, I like the fights. I like the action sequences with him. And I like. Yeah. I like when Ryan Reynolds bounces off of him. Yeah. But I don't think he does anything like outstanding in yeah. this movie. He's no, totally, yeah, totally they, good. well, they entirely they entirely relied on my family died in the far future to be his character development and didn't give him anything past that. Yeah. Yeah. I don't necessarily buy that. He decided to stick around. That's just like a weird, I have a four contract thing. Let's just, that's bad. That's yeah, lazy no, that writing. Felt, that felt, that felt forced. That's lazy writing right there. It felt X forced. Oh, uh, wow. a little derivative. <laughs> I, I don't want to do this anymore. Hey, watch out for the high wind alert guys. Uh, there's oh, a lot of lot of um a lot more of a weasel than I thought there would be. Yeah, I to be fair, I think that's probably all that like it's you not said that you much. Spotted a, you said you spotted a Christopher. It's yeah. more than the first one. Yeah, uh, yeah, you I said guess you, so, yeah. you spotted a Christopher Plummer. Yeah, so show. um, there's a line there's a on the TV. I, I think it's in oh, the yeah, bar. Oh yeah, the CNN, the C, the the news thing going down on the bottom. Yeah. It says about, yeah. uh, Christopher Plummer uh, refuses role in Deadpool two, and uh, people are speculating that that's for to replace T.J. Miller who is going through some. Uh, gross. He's a gross right. person. Because they've like. already confirmed that they're not bringing him back for yeah. future films. They really, like people have said, it's like bring the character back. Can bring the character back. Cast Christopher Plummer. Just do it. He'd come back for one day. That'd be hilarious. That'd be funny. That'd be real good. Uh, Fire Fist. I liked a lot of, uh, oh, I just wanted to talk about it. I liked a lot of the Hugh Jackman digs. Yeah, specifically the first one, the beginning. I don't Question. Know. Oh yeah, the the machine, the little music. The music box machine. was that music box. Was a song. Was a song all out of love. No, it was, it's it's, it was, it's a track from when he dies, isn't it? No, it's all out of love playing, and it transitions yeah. into the real song. Oh, you're right. You're right. Yeah, it, it I is. Knew it. And I yeah. I read about it, and the music box does not actually play that song because they didn't know what song they were going to use for the <laughs> opening yet. Uh, it plays something else, and Ryan Reynolds has it in his home. Nice. And uh, and they they altered it post credit post uh, production in order to make it match the music they chose for the opening of the film. Oh, uh, I thought that was fun. Um, so I wonder what it actually plays. There's um this is the second movie to have a Mister Sinister reference. Essex, I noticed that. Yep. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. So what do we think about fire fire fists? That little New Zealand kid's hilarious, dude. What a what an interesting um. Uh, this interesting character like he's not he's like I don't know why he's, he's from New Zealand and he's here that doesn't make any sense but that's okay, yeah. I, okay. I, I don't know he he was he's different a he's a goofball he, he was different than you usually get when you get like the young kid kind of he's a, trope he, in these movies and I like that a Taika Waititi actor like he's from Hunt for the Wilder People but he, I thought he was uh, he's a Thor Ragnarok character in this movie yeah 
<laughs> like he he acts like he's in a Taika Waititi movie. Like yeah, he, he when does. he does the rope gag and he's like getting pulled with the That's rope. That's so funny, dude. That like cracked me up. this is like the villain of the movie basically, and he's like he's pulling like a, a Peter Quill. Like it's uh, I really liked him. Yeah, he's really funny. I ran out of talking points. What do you guys? What else do you guys? Oh, I, I, so uh, I when they do the thing where where they first go to like uh to 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 the kid where the kid is the and orphanage? everything and how that leads into the prison and and all that. Um, that showed a side of like how humans and mutants interact in in the X Men films that I feel like we almost never get to see. Like it felt like something that we see a lot on The Gifted, yeah, but not but not necessarily in the films. And I, I noticed like, that Dang, too. I really like this. I really like seeing this kind of yeah, yeah. on the ground actual interaction, not just like Magneto talking about how humans don't like them and us vaguely hearing about it and hearing things about it, but never really seeing it one on one. But like seeing humans putting them into the prison and, and how that goes and everything. I really liked that. Yeah, I noticed that, too. I thought that was really cool. And a lot in a lot of ways, this is a more X-Men film than the X-Men film. It's films. so much more X-Men than I thought it was going to be, which yeah. is great. It, it was. It was a lot more X-Men than I was anticipating. It's like, like he joins the X-Men. Like, it's yeah. not, it's like, it's, it's yeah, it's, I love it. As a trainee. Yeah, it's like, it's like Captain America is basically like a, like an Avengers movie. Like, this is almost ostensibly an X-Men movie. Yeah. Colossus is like your main hero at the end. <laughs> like, it's mm-hmm. awesome. I like I really man I really like what they did with Colossus in this. He might be the the, the MVP of this yeah. movie. See, I actually really like what they did with the Juggernaut in this movie too. Yeah, yeah dude. Thank God. He looks good. He, he looks great. And I we just... get a, we get a, we get a little hint at his um at his being him being related to Xavier. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he's yeah, like, we did that like, little mention. Like, tell yeah. me what about your brother? Like, yeah, I was like, it's like to stop my brother from reading my mind, but he's in a wheelchair, so it's it evens out. Yeah. <laughs> Even Stevens. Uh, he's gonna melt Colossus and turn into a cock ring. Oh <laughs> God. Oh uh, man. Um, the fact that his helmet actually looked like it did from the comic books. Yeah, um, yeah man. Do you think just, he's a mutant in this, or do you think he has that weird crystal power that they've that he has in the comics? I don't think it matters. I just thought I just thought you'd I, you have an insight. I don't think no. I don't think they genuinely thought about it. Exactly. One yeah, I think we would have we would have saw the gem if anything. Sure, but I th- it doesn't matter because as you know, comic book character, he's not a mutant. Yeah, I know it's weird, which is <laughs> strange. It's odd. I'm um, the juggernaut, bitch. I uh. I was kind of oh I was hoping they were gonna say it like in in the in the song at least like yeah. holy shit it's juggernaut okay so that song is effing amazing it's hilarious because can you imagine the choir that Tyler Bates got together he's like okay so here's the lyrics for the song when the like when a uh, uh, fire hand is going he's like melting everything fire fist, and the jerk, fire fist is going and melting everything the choir's like oh we seriously have to sing holy shit balls like a, in La- we do in Latin we're he's getting like, paid how much money I'll sing anything yeah. Because that uh, part where it's like, holy shit, balls, holy shit. This also has my favorite uh, my favorite uh, dig at X-Men Origins Wolverine. Yes. It is not the post-credit scene. Uh, that is my second favorite dig yeah. at X-Men Origins Wolverine. What was the first dig? Uh, him splitting the bullet. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Which is in, Bring which it is in on the beginning one. of, of, of uh, X-Men Origins Wolverine when Ryan Reynolds splits the bullet. And then he like simultaneously like, starts cutting up bullets, but they all just like riddle him. <laughs> right. He's like, yeah. bring it on. That was really good. And they changed the line from the trailer, which, wow, your bullets are really fast. Yeah, it was just, ow. Ah, yeah, that's mm-hmm. good. Um, he gets in a... He, his healing so in the comics and in this movie, Deadpool's healing factor is insanely fast. Yeah. yeah. Like faster than than Wolverine. It is fast, yeah. Um and he because of that he's he's constantly healing cancer tumors in his body, and that's why he looks all messed up yeah. in the comics at avocado. least. Avocado. Uh like an avocado. Um he <laughs> says ow a lot for someone he who's feels, healing. He still feels for, the pain. For which someone is whose awful. healing factor is instantaneous. Yeah. Well, almost. I mean, 
it's still gonna hurt for a brief second, right? Yeah. But he is yeah. he is an unkillable character, in certainly mm-hmm. in the comics, and uh, that's also why one. he goes so insane, just because he's always going through trauma. Yeah, it's just like a death would drive someone in nuts. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but I like that they that we get a little bit of headpool in this. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, oh my god, when he, when he's the baby, like the oh basic instinct, man. like oh, Jesus. what a what an idea, and just <laughs> really what an idea. I can't believe we saw it. Yeah, actually. Uh. Wade's cocaine and the cure for blindness. A good callback for That's the first a co- movie. That was a fun one. Man, yeah. yeah. Um, and Ryan Reynolds helped write this movie, which is cool. Yeah. Um, yeah, man. I think this is overall like a pretty solid sequel. Like, uh, I don't think we get many good like comedy sequels because I think they're a little harder to do. But uh, it's I think a, it helps that yeah. this is directed by someone else. Get yes. some fresher blood. Yeah. yeah. Um, I felt I, did, I didn't know I feel, feel the same way. I do think Tim Miller. So my memory of the first Deadpool. The action's still really good. Yeah. So, my, yeah. so again, my memory of the first Deadpool, I would say that the first one is better than this. I agree. Yeah. Um, and a l- because there's a lot of bits specifically I noticed in the when went with Baby Feet Deadpool, where I started kind of like, all right, this comedy is starting to wear a little thin. We so need to start moving the plot a bit more. Um, it 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 is paced very strangely that you start getting a little like. All right, now we're starting to meander a bit, but it does. I think pick the first up. twenty minutes uh, take a while. Yeah, yeah. And it does, and it does meander in a couple bits uh, uh, towards the middle, but it does pick up again. Uh, I love Dopinder in this. Dopinder's great. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I really like him. Uh, he wants this. to be a contract killer. I was like, oh no. I love. Uh, what's your mutant power? <laughs> Courage. Oh, that's adorable. <laughs> I I really like that we find out that uh, that his. Uh, Competitor Bantu really did die. Oh, he actually yeah. killed him. <laughs> yeah, in yeah, the, in he the, died from that car accident in the first movie. Yeah. Multiple interview the vampire references. <laughs> I like the, when he when he's just like, remember when I tortured when I tortured him him in horrible ways. He kind of killed him. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Um, I'm trying to think. Yeah, um, I love all the women in this movie. I, do. I think they're all badass. Yeah. Marina Baccarin looks the same as she did on Firefly, and like, it's it insane. Like almost twenty years ago. <laughs> She is so pretty. Yeah, um, yeah dude. Like, uh, yeah, I definitely. Again, I think Deadpool I love the relationship. By the way, I just want to put, yeah. put that out there. The, um, I love that. She totally. That's what. Yeah, I like it. Like that dude. He's horribly deformed, but she still loves him no matter what. Yeah. And you know what, man? Um, the scene where it, tra- it was the aha acoustic version, and he transitions from uh, gross weight into pretty weight. That was a really sweet scene. That was, yeah. That, that was, was really sweet. That was sweet. Kiss me like, like you miss me, red. Yeah. So I, watching this movie. When I when when he comes through the thing, yeah. and he's pretty Ryan Reynolds again, I was like, "Oh right, Ryan Reynolds is gorgeous." Yeah, <laughs> like no, no wonder she stuck around. Yeah. How funny was it when he flies through the window at the Essex house, and then there's this little kid. He signs the Wheaties. Oh, he signs box, it Ryan Reynolds. Yeah. And it's, it's Hugh all, well, yeah, it's Hugh Jackman. He's like <laughs> Ryan Reynolds with the little Deadpool symbol yeah. on it. That was cool. I um, yeah, I genuinely forgot that Ryan Rolls was a pretty man when watching this movie. He's pretty, he's talented. Mm-hmm. Like and that was really strange. It was like, oh, that's right, he's gorgeous. Yeah. What were we going to say, Ben? Sorry. Now, um, what we, when you guys were talking about the kid, um, uh, Russell, one of the things... When Fire I saw bitch. It, Fire bitch, yeah. <laughs> Fire fist, sorry. <laughs> Fire fist. Um, seeing this movie a second... The first time I saw it, I didn't really care. I didn't really think of it. But then the second time I saw it, I was like, ah, there are parts of them where it kind of like a little cringeworthy, but then I remembered, wait, he's 14, and oh, I was also... Wallet. And prison also, wallet. Besides, <laughs> besides the prison wallet, but the part where him and after he gets the shit kicked out of him, yeah. and he's like, "Oh, we just make such a great team." He's like, "No, dude, you got the shit kicked out of you. No, you don't." <laughs> and he like looks like, uh, uh, like yeah. yeah, I love that kid, man. Yeah, I, I mean, into but it. once again, of course, I'm watching this. I'm like, wait, when I was 14, I also did some really cringeworthy yeah. shit, so I really can't say say anything. You did. I'm not telling you. We're all cringeworthy. Um, I got you say, did some like, shoot stupid shit when you were 14. Don't lie. I really I do. Um, 
I think what Ryan Reynolds really uh, gets right about this character is like he is a crazy person, but like he is a person who cares. And like the stuff. Oh, the bit when he's like, "Do they beat you?" Yeah, and like yeah, exactly. Yeah, that um, was that was that really, was really sweet. And like he he realizes like he makes a mistake and like he he's the he feels like he's gonna be the one who's gonna make this kid into a killer and like he's he wants to do everything to to not be uh, the bad guy and like he he this is a family movie which mm-hmm. is kind of true and yeah. um all that stuff w- with their interactions especially at the end and that beautifully twenty minute death scene Jesus <laughs> I've never wanted somebody to die so bad in my life <laughs> <Me> too <laughs> <laughs> hey we get a Jerry Duggan reference yeah Jerry Duggan way that's pretty cool. Man, that Domino sequence! Oh, my favorite sequence by far. The Dude, Domino's so freaking cool. My favorite cool. sequence by far is Domino walking, running to the caravan, yep. and mm-hmm. all the actions happening around her, and she's just lucky. She's a to- walking Rube Goldberg machine. Yeah, that's so cool. And I, I love that. And uh, I love the joke where use, he's- your, use your all your magical luck powers <laughs> to stop him. No, I just love it's like what kind of crazy dumb it, dumb idiot comic book artist who can't draw feet thought of that stupid chestnut. Oh, Liefeld. Yeah, yeah. Poor Liefeld. Yeah. Hey, dude, he's he is having the best time oh, yeah. with with this promotion, man. Like Yeah, he did the uh it. he did one of the posters for it. Oh, yeah. Remember that one that was the recreation of uh, uh X-Force one? I don't know. Say, who, knows? For who knows? 96. 96. X-for- X- New Mutants 98? New Mutants 98. Bing bong. There you go. So I got, got there eventually. <laughs> uh, um, let's see. What, right, anything else you guys want to touch on? I feel like we're winding, we're winding down yeah. a bit. Um, yeah. Let's see. Big fight at the end. Um, uh, 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 Juggernaut gets a, a thing stuffed up his butt. Yeah. yeah. A little electrocuted. Yep. Up his butt. Just, just like we do at our mother rush. I'm like, what are you talking about, Colossus? <laughs> Colossus? Excuse what? me. Do you, guys, do you guys think they'll make Colossus gay? No. Oh, when Vanessa is like, don't, yeah. don't have Colossus. Yeah. No, no. Well, I mean, I don't think I. Oh, he's gay in the Ultimate Universe. He is gay in the yeah. Ultimate Universe. Oh, I don't know. I just didn't. I just never. I just never considered if they haven't done it like any hint, like hinting of it yet or anything. In, like, why not? I don't know. If cor- I don't think I'm right, but I, in Days of Future Past, there is a hint that Colossus and Kitty were like on the fritz. they like each other. Oh yeah. Well. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Also, I. Yeah. I it's been a while, but I, it could be wrong. I mean, but does that matter in a Deadpool movie? No, no, it no. Because um, this Colossus I, is very different. I don't see why this, not. No, but like the, I don't. The, the only reason I thought of it is because when they do the moment where Wade is is getting picked up by him, Colossus was a little more accepting of Wade's affection than I was anticipating, and I'm like, you know, I well, it, and because I read the ultimate look, it's just because I read the no, ultimate I know. comics. Mm-hmm. I was like, would they do it? I'd be kind of okay with it. Yeah. Uh, the way I saw it was that Colossus was just used to Wade's bullshit by now. Exactly. So like when yeah. Wade is like doing like the whole scissoring motion with his fingers, Colossus is just like, huh, whatever. This is just Wade, and he pulls the, which gruesome as shit. Yeah. The he thing gru- out of his head. he pulls the um, iron spike out of his head. Oh my gosh. So I want to before we get into final thoughts, I want to ask a question. Colossus didn't have to pick him up and cradle him in his, him in his arms. He in didn't order to pull <laughs> that thing out of his head. So I'll come ship on. it. All right. True. I'm just saying. There's a little something there, and they know there's a little something there, or they wouldn't have said the whole thing with Vanessa <laughs> saying, don't screw Colossus. <laughs> so I want to ask this question before we get into final thoughts. No. Do we think, should this should the Disney Fox deal happen? Do we think there's a sequel coming to this movie? Mm. Whether it be Deadpool 3 or X-Force. I want to, I want to think about it like logistically. Yes. Do we think this is happening? I think X-Force gets done I think X Force is the one that gets done before, and then honestly, I just I honestly don't know what. I want to believe that uh, Deadpool three can happen because this movie is making a lot of money. We know X Force is happening no matter what; it's going to get done in time. Um, they have to start I, filming soon. Yeah, it's, they have they have the, the scripts getting written. Um, I don't know, man. It's it's tough to sell. I I hope, I hope it continues. I think they got something really good here. 
Uh, ben, you're still mooling on it. Do you want me to go to Sparks? Go Sparks. Sparks, what do you think? I think it's very hard to know. I mean, genuinely, it's just a matter of they've said before that if it were to happen, they wouldn't mess with characters like Deadpool, try to, to PG them down. Um, it wouldn't be the first time that Disney doesn't, you know, necessarily slap their logo at the top of a film and still releases it and it's got a hard R rating or something. Um, so it, I think that there's potential, especially because it does make money. Um, so it could happen. I think that if it did happen, I think that there would be some discussion about having to leave Deadpool's uh, associations maybe separate away from the other characters because kids would want to go see the other films or the Deadpool films because those other characters would show up in them. And that's where they'd want to keep the separation. I feel like that's the way Disney would think about it. But I do think there's potential for it because they know they're not dumb. They know that it's something marketable that's working. Uh, real, real um, quick. Um, yeah, real quick, Ryan, then we'll go to Ben. Yeah, um, with that cameo from the X-Men, that's basically an in-joke saying, like, we're just closing the doors. We don't need to interact with each other. Mm -hmm. So that means, like, Deadpool and the X-Men never have to actually talk to each other, mm -hmm. except for, like, the minor characters. Same thing with Disney. Sure. Like, they can still do it. Ben, what do you think? Yeah. Um, I want the Disney Fox deal to happen so Disney can get the Marvel stuff and we can get they more. They get it no matter what. But, yeah. So take that out of the... Out okay, take if that If Comcast buys, buys Fox, Disney still gets the rights to Marvel. Okay. Um, yeah, I think they're going to move forward because they can see how much money this is making with Deadpool and being the way that how hard R it is and it's still making butt-tons of cash. So I would... If but Disney yeah. doesn't want to be the bad guy. Well, okay, exactly. They're not they stop making and even good just, movies. And from a business perspective, even yes, you are family friendly. But then Disney owned Miramax and they put out Pulp Fiction. But they don't own Miramax, and that's that's something that I they they don't anymore. They dissolved it specifically. Right. And like here's 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 where I'm coming from. I don't think so. I, I think it's likely X Force could be could be made. I don't know if I want any more after X Force. Like just on a, like I don't know if this is. Obviously, it makes money, but how much can you stretch this? At least a trilogy. That's that's only fair. X Force could be the end of the trilogy. Like you could just. I mean, it's not the first time that they've changed the name of a, of a third movie. Sure. Um, like that's what that's what I'm saying. I'm th I would say that X Force would be the end of a trilogy uh, that started with Deadpool one. Um, I don't know if that happens or not. I would. I'm willing to believe that. Should Fox get? Should Should Fox be so sold completely to? to Disney, Feige has said he is not interested in doing a rated R Marvel movie. Mm. He has been very clear about that. So I don't... Maybe that means Marvel Cinematic Universe movie. Maybe. Yeah. Maybe. Yeah. Um, so I, I would say I don't think a sequel happens. Uh, it's like a true sequel. I think maybe X-Force does. But Deadpool 3, but also I, I don't... But more than that, I don't necessarily want to see it get stretched to the point of, well, this, uh, this gimmick has Played it played out at this point. I I agree with that. Um, I think X Force is kind of going to be its own thing where Deadpool isn't the focus. It's going to be like it's more of a team thing. Mm -hmm. Um, can that work? That's a question I was going to ask. Is can an X Force movie actually work now? I think so. I do because with Domino because, and Cable. Well, what you, what, what, where are you coming from, Sparks? Where are you coming from? Because because general audiences aren't familiar. Like general movie going audiences aren't very familiar with these characters aside from the Deadpool films. So when they go to see an X Force film, if everything's suddenly taken much more seriously than it was in the previous Deadpool films, but Deadpool's still there, I feel like that's gonna 
that's that's, that's just a tonal problem can, that's gonna be for the creatives. Yeah, I can buy that. Yeah, yeah, I I can see where you're coming from. That makes sense. Yeah, I mean, like I'm I'm saying, like I kind of want an X Force movie, but I don't. I don't think you should call it an X-Force movie. I don't think you should go to into it making it an X-Force movie because I think you've established this. Now it has to basically just be Deadpool 3 featuring the X-Force. That's what because, I was saying. That's what I was saying. No, no, no. I know. And I wanted to get to that point because I think that uh, I think if you tried to do like an X-Force movie, that's a genuine like same attack as the other X-Men films, except Deadpool's there. I don't think it would work with most audiences anymore. I don't think that they could take it seriously. I I I, I would be more rated R, but yeah, yeah it wouldn't be I as get what you're saying. It wouldn't I, be as comedic. I get what you're saying, but I'm just looking at the comics. You have regular Deadpool, and then you have Rick Remender's Uncanny X Force, which is a hardcore rated R X Men to- story with Deadpool throwing jokes in there, and that to- works. 100%. Totally, totally. I'm not I'm not talking about can it be it's done. Hard. I'm talking about. I'm talking about. I don't think audiences, the the people who don't read the comics, the people who are just going out and seeing these movies, I don't think they care enough to to want that i think they want more of what deadpool has been giving them not a serious actual developed story plot that also has deadpool that's in fair it. that's very fair um that's that's just really tough that's a hard uh it's a hard creative choice to, yeah. to to maneuver around i mean it's it's clear that the future of deadpool is actually quite uncertain yeah um and the future of the x-men films is uncertain as it is but like deadpool specifically is something that you know, who knows? I mean, it's it's not like it's like like this opening weekend and made three hundred million dem- uh, right. worldwide. So like, and if and if Fox wasn't currently embroiled in a legal battle to be yeah. bought by Disney, I believe we would have heard Deadpool three coming out two thousand twenty or whatever. Yeah, yeah. Like we would have heard. What an interesting time, man. It, yeah. Weird. So let's get final thoughts. Ryan, Ooh. you first. I like this movie. Um, I all right. Uh, final thoughts. Good. Uh, no, I'm kidding. Um, it's uh, just like the opening credits from one of the guys that killed the dog in John Wick. <laughs> that was so. good. I was like, you guys got me already. Um, that was a really good joke. It's a solid good time at the movies um uh like i said i don't think it's better than the first one as like an actual movie but i enjoyed like adding domino like domino alone is like worth seeing this movie for i think like her action scenes are so inventive and so fun and she's just so charming um cable's fun like it's all it's all it's a good sequel i recommend i'd give it a solid eight out of ten ben i liked it a lot I'm pretty much I'm just gonna mirror Ryan because I thought because yeah because then they're saying wait wait what did they seriously just kill her like the opening sequence was hilarious even that the opening um, fight scene where he was going through like the first words out the whole movie spoke was F Wolverine yeah they writing my coattails well guess what I'm dying in this one he technically does he does kind of technically time travel and this movie I enjoyed this movie a lot so give this movie an eight out of ten ooh sparks. Yeah, I, I think it's a really entertaining film. I think that um, I think it works a lot uh, for overall for what it's going for. Um, it's hard to say where it will go from here, but I, I do think this one's entertaining. I think it's a good follow-up to the original, so uh, probably 8 out of 10 as well. Nice, yeah. nice, nice. Uh, yeah, I would agree with all you guys were saying. I think, you know, like we said, some tonal issues uh doesn't quite switch from tone to tone but quite as well as i would have liked um and uh but it is a worthy sequel to a pretty good movie um i i actually gave the i actually would have given the first one i don't know if we did the first one oh, i don't no, think so pretty, uh, pretty i would have given the first one an eight out of ten i would give this one a seven out of ten because I, I don't think it i don't think it is as good as the first uh but it is quite fun uh and i've seen it twice so clearly i like it yep uh, so it, yeah, yeah seven out of ten i love it so that wraps up our review. Uh, we have a little surprise for everyone. Uh, we are giving away 
a Blu-ray DVD digital copy, digital Ooh. combo pack of Deadpool, the first movie, Deadpool 1. Oh, thanks, man. I'm so excited. I, I, I feel so honored to win this. I just... No. No. Just, no. What, You're not in the no. running, Sparks. I gave oh. it four Golden Girls. It's the best picture of the year. Betty White. <laughs> she, she approves. <laughs> um, so, I mean, we just talked about the first one a bit. Um, so, so, so in order to win, uh, we can, we're going to do a couple of things. So, one... You can win if you put your favorite moment down uh, from the first Deadpool film. Uh, in I'm going full Goldblum for a second. Uh, I don't uh, know what uh, I'm doing. Uh, okay. Um, uh, so you can on Facebook, on Twitter, and on Instagram, uh, the comment section uh, on Facebook and your and, preferred uh, choice, whatever your preferred choice, however you want. It will be up on all three, um, and maybe I'll figure out how to save something on Facebook. I have no idea. Um, pin it. So how do you do that? How do you pin something? I'll show you, baby. Don't worry. All right, cool. <laughs> uh, you got me. <laughs> Uh, so comment with your favorite moment of the first Deadpool film, uh, favorite joke, favorite line, favorite whatever, uh, and uh, you get two entries uh, if you put down your favorite comic book moment. Ooh, sweaties. Uh, from Deadpool. So uh, there good you go. Good luck. Good night and good luck. Good night and uh, good luck. No, we have one more segment. Oh what no! are we doing? Explosion. So then I guess it's time for our book club. Ben. Yes. Take it away. Yep. So the book Into club. space. Yeah. We are going cosmic in this one. So the book <laughs> I chose was uh, Earth no was Green Lantern Earth One Volume One by Gabriel Hardman, Karina Beck, um, Bechko? Sure. Becko? Becko. Becko? Becko. Bechko. It's spelled B-E-C-H-K-O, so I can't really, I don't know if it's a hard H or Let's a- Let's say Bechko. Bechko. Okay. It sounds like I'm saying Bechko. I don't like it. I'm not calling her, she her. I knew a guy. I knew a guy. Named Brian Boner. <laughs> that poor boy. <laughs> what was his middle name? Big? <laughs> no. Oh he sweared up I and down. I don't like you calling out my real identity on the podcast. Oh, sorry. It's <laughs> real rude. Sorry. Sorry he, Boner. He, sw- he swore up and down that his name was pronounced Bonner. It was. Where's B- that second end, dude? It was B O N E R. That's oh. Boner. I'm oh. sorry. Oh, sorry, dog. <laughs> sorry. Anyway, continue. Yeah. So this is one of my favorite. Um, Original graphic novels from DC is the Earth One series, where they take um heroes that we know and love, such as Batman, Superman, Wonder Woman, Teen Titans, and they essentially give them updated origin stories and adventures, modern, accurate, modern retellings. Yeah. So Green Lantern is the first one, is a new one after Wonder Woman to get the Earth One treatment. And I have to say, the I one was, I was looking forward to the most. You know, one Brandon was because Brandon is by far the biggest Green Lantern fan I know, and. I was more. besides Ryan Reynolds. Oh God, that we forgot to talk about that joke too. <laughs> oh yeah, we didn't really talk. about You're whatever. welcome. Okay. Not not a lot to say about it other than to just mention it happened. Uh huh. Yes, it did. Anyway, but spoilers for Deadpool in the book club. Sorry. Oops. Oh wow, they heard our entire spoiler. For, whatever. Don't worry. So. Oh there's, no, there's a mention of Green Lantern in Deadpool too. <laughs> spoilers. Continue. Wow. Uh, shit. I was Come on, you. man. You got it. Yeah, Green yeah. Lantern in space, baby. Yeah. So this one, I actually didn't like as much as I liked, uh, say, Superman Earth 1, but I do like it for its originality. I think Superman Earth 1 is the best of the bunch so far. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. I think I would agree. Co- yeah, we'll all agree yeah. there. Um, I really liked this, though. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's still good because it takes the Green Lantern mythos and the, it just... Twist on his is not Ferris Air, it's Ferris Galactic. I have a, I have a question, though. Yeah. Answer. So I felt like the Earth-1 books could potentially take place in the same world. I assume they did, because it's... Yeah, they're all Earth-1. This one. one takes... This one 
it is kind of gets the feeling that it's in the future, especially because there is there's a nuclear attack. Yeah. In this one. Okay. Yeah. Where I was kind of like, oh, I don't know if this could. There's nothing saying it can't. Yeah. I guess. I mean, he is an astronaut, but it's not like super out there astronaut stuff. It's like right. Kinda, it's it's like, asteroid mining. Yeah. But yeah. like NASA was. Like they Nash- made, NASA doesn't exist anymore. Yeah, Nash- NASA doesn't exist anymore, and they're asteroid mining, and they, the NASA doesn't exist because an orbital platform launched missiles on like the Skynet. Earth. And so you're wondering, like, well, if they launched missiles, Superman didn't didn't uh, stop them. That's a great I, question. I took that it was just like they were trying to launch a shuttle, and then the shuttle just caused this huge explosion. A bunch of people. Oh no, died. they launched the missiles. They oh. were clear, like they launched missiles Nukes. into onto oh. onto like Earth. Skynet. Okay. Shit. So yeah, yeah. Well, maybe I, I feel like, I feel like potentially I feel like potentially could have been before Superman showed up on Earth and that kind of thing. But I mean, I, I know what you're talking about. Oh yeah, um, yeah, because they never really cause until the only... in... go on. No, because what I was gonna say was that um, in uh, at the very back of Superman Earth One Volume Two, there where there's like that little section of the Daily Planet where they talk about how Superman fought the parasite. Mm-hmm. There's this little blurb on the corner on the last page about the the Gotham Bat. So, oh, yeah, okay. True, good point. So, obviously, the, so my, my the way I was thinking about these Earth-1 books, like for Teen Titans, Wonder Woman, Superman, Batman, they all take place at the same time. Yeah, and, but teen, of course and teen, teen Titans was when they did the Teen Titans, they're like, yeah, Robin's not in it, Superboy's not in it because these characters don't exist yet yeah, in the Earth-1 exa- universe. Yeah. No, like, I get that. But, mm-hmm. like, this one was the first time I was like, I don't know if this could. It might just be... It just wants to be standalone, so it just doesn't mention it. Nothing, yeah. nothing wrong with that. I actually really like how standalone yeah. it is, and I yeah. like that's one of the things I liked about the Earth One books is that they are incredibly standalone. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, so um, uh, Hal or Harold, <laughs> Harold Jordan, Harold Jordan is a is a space miner, and he uh, is he like an asteroid or something, and he finds a ship, he finds a Green Lantern ship, like, mm-hmm. ooh, and it's all dead. There's a dead Manhunter. There's Alpen a dead Evan Sir. Evan Sir. Uh, so in this, the Green Lantern rings are—they don't find like the dragon chosen balls. people they're spread across the universe. But they're, uh, anybody can use it. Yeah. In this, uh, which I thought was an interesting twist. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That is an interesting twist. That I wasn't means, sure how you would like that. Yeah. I. You know what? I still got my Green Lanterns. Yeah. So I don't mind like doing something interesting. Yeah. Doing something like new. doing something different. Yeah. And it's it's cool. Uh, not to like go way to like the end of the book, but like just Sinestro's there, so you can yeah. have him. Be who he is and be a hero, but turn into the villain. And they they re they redesign Kilowog, not redesign Kilowog, but they like reimagine they, Kilowog. They redo his story because he's not like a hardened um, trainer of. He's uh, not yelling fight. poozer at you. Not yeah, at he's all. not. He's like he's more squishy is the wrong term. He's sweet. But he's more cuddly. He's a scientist. Yeah, yeah. And he, I actually I really, like. What was I like that? Kilowog a lot. Yeah. So do I. Yes. I like their kind of buddy cop thing going around, going across the universe to try to fight the Manhunters like, yeah. and figure mm-hmm. out how we can. I, I love when they meet and he's just like, teach me about Green Lanterns. And he's like, I have no idea. Yeah. <laughs> You're the first alien I've ever really met. Like, I don't know anything. Yeah. Like, and then what's they're, your they're alien like this, species called? They're this ancient thing that no longer exists and like no one knows how to how they work or what the stories are or any of that. Like, it's all just kind of figuring it out. I really like like that. I like the myth behind all of it too. Like, like nobody knows, like they said that the man, like they also like the, the guardians built the man hunters and like, and like the green lanterns were also bad. They built the green lantern. They'd made the green lantern first and then they made the man hunters to police them. Yes. Mm -hmm. But that went crazy. Um, Another thing real quick about the standalone story. They say, um, I mean, there was always a certain amount of nepotism involved, but now that now that we're a one-party system, maybe this is a different universe. Then, hmm. so, interesting. I mean, 
I mean, none of that's been expanded in the others. True. So yeah. it's it's impossible to know. That's true. Uh, I think I think ultimately it doesn't matter until one of them tries to cross over with the other directly. Yeah. I think that's really just what it is, and we just have to accept it as that. Like, maybe they are, maybe they aren't. We're not going to know until something actually has to happen. Wait, if we ever get Justice League Earth 1 or something like that. Ooh, maybe cool. after they get they announced Flash and Aquaman years ago. They so maybe did. after we get they've those. announced the Flash yeah. one. Yeah. Wow, they announced the Flash and Aquaman one before they announced Green Lantern. That's hilarious. Yeah. Um, Green Lantern came out quick. But too. you know what's weird about these books is like they get announced, but then like oh they're coming out soon. Yes. So like who knows? They just might show up one day. Teen Titans Earth One Volume Two sh- literally just appeared like one day, and you're like, whoa, that oh, was it's okay. Wednesday. Um, yeah, I mean, I'm a, I'm a huge Green Lantern fan. Uh, there's a lot of stuff I really like in this. I like going. I like seeing all the other Green Lanterns. We got to see uh, one of my favorite, Arisia. Yep. Yeah. Uh, I I love her. I think she's a great character. And she can kick your ass. I'm really, this book. really happy with how they handle her yeah. in this in this book. We also get a tease. Let's to get to the end of the book, but you know, spoilers for this book. Yeah. The Yellow Lanterns. We, That's pretty cool. That was created by Ganthet. No, no, oh, no. Well, so, not Ganthet, so Ryan and I, Ryan and I, don't think it's Ganthet. No. Ganthet was a, was a good was a no, good. Who's the evil guardian? We think it's dude. Chrono. Yeah. Oh, that's right. Chrona. 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 Yeah. Who was the uh, who was the rogue guardian? Mm-hmm. Uh, that was one of the main villains for War of the Green Lanterns. That's yeah. right. We don't know which which guardian this is because they they just say he just says he's the last. of them. I'm just a guardian. He just yeah. says he's the last right. of them. It just makes sense to me. It would be. Because yeah. Ganthet is traditionally a good person. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Actually, one of the things I really liked about um, Earth uh, Green Lantern Earth One was that I was thinking when I saw this, I was thinking, all right, they're probably gonna bring in Parallax or they're probably gonna bring in a Yellow Lantern or whatever. It's really small scale. But here's yeah. the thing. I like that small the scale. The Manhunters are one of the maybe not forgotten Green Lantern villains, but there's one of those Green Lantern villains that when you say Manhunter, people go, oh yeah, well I remember the Manhunters. If you're a Green Lantern fan, you know the Manhunters. Yeah, I'm I'm a Green Lantern fan. I know the Manhunters. So when I saw the Manhunter, I'm thinking, oh shit, this is going well. Cool, big redesign. Yeah, yeah that's it's very, sweet. It's, it's very um, reminiscent of Emerald Dawn, mm. uh, which was... Uh, Animated movie, right? No, that's the, um, the canonically uh, first Green Lantern story. Yeah, the the '80s uh, origin reimagining for Hal. Oh, I'm sorry. I thought you meant the movie. Sorry. sorry. No, that's Emerald Knights. Oh yeah, yeah, okay, yeah. Uh, Emerald Dawn and Emerald Dawn Two. They deal with the Breaking Dawn part. The Manhunters. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, and then and then the uh, the fall of Sinestro. Yeah, that's really Emerald Dawn Two. So yeah. Um. So uh. uh Harold. I know something. <laughs> So Harold and and and, uh, and Kilowog are like gathering all the all the troops and whatever. Uh, they 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 find Oa or they land on a place and they think they, no. So they're so they they're taken by the Manhunters to Oa. Yeah. Okay. Uh, and they're like and Hal's like, why is my ring being charged? Oh, what's yeah. charging? What's oh, charging? It? Sounds close. And then they find out that they're on Oa and they're like, oh. And the pa- <coughs> damn. So everyone thought the power battery was destroyed. Yeah. It's not. It's just being hidden. Yeah. You can definitely tell there's a lot of there's a lot of claustrophobia space stuff in this that leads into kind of like an epic space opera. And I don't think we've talked a little we've talked nothing <laughs> about the art so far, but the Gabriel art is art. Wow. It's super gritty and super detailed and very and very uh, like rugged, like like space, like a uh, alien, like alien. Yeah. I think this works Ridley really Scott's well. Alien, yeah. I think this the the art worked really well for this. Book. Oh, it I does. Know. It really does. And also, I like how oh, um, I just like how when he gets the power ring, it's still over his spacesuit, but you can see the Green Ooh. Lantern. Um, um, I did like that 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 bit. Yeah. Sparks. It kind of reminds me a little bit of Jeff Shaw's art of God, uh, God Country, like how kind of like kind of dirty, oh, yeah. like dirty. Yeah, uh, it reminds yeah. me of that too. Uh, one of the things that I really liked is when. So the rings, they don't have the same power they used to because they're not connected to the to the central power battery anymore. Yeah. Uh, so. When they use the ring, 
uh, it's all rough and it it doesn't look like a straight beam. But when it's like Kylo Ren's broken saber, yeah, and then when when they use the power, when they finally charge it in the power battery, they're able to use like like you know con- like beams and create constructs. Makes his first construct. Makes his first construct. Yeah, uh, and I like that. Uh, you know, they're like, yeah, the Green Lantern rings they don't work like they used to, yeah. um, because it's been like we're led to believe a l- very long time. Yeah. The Green Lantern centuries. Yeah, actually, one of the scenes I like is when they go to uh, Mo- oh that old fart. Yeah, Moab Gira, which is this planet where they're trying because they're trying to find the other lanterns and ask them like, "Hey, how do we use this? What happened to the lanterns?" Yeah, and there's this guy. He's like, he tells them the story of the lanterns. He's like, "Hey, my wife was a lantern, and then he still has her power ring." Yeah, yeah. And then of course later on, he uh, goes and fights, doesn't he? Yeah, he goes and fights. Yeah, it's great. Despite the book, despite the book, he shows up. He goes to the end, and he sadly he sacrifices. He he sacrifices himself. But it's one of those scenes where he looks at the ring and he like he knows how important the lanterns were in the universe and apparently it just all came crashing down. Yeah. So uh so yeah, um uh Harold, I'm just gonna call him Harold. Harold goes into the into the power battery and he meets a person in there. Krona. Krona. But it's, it's we never say his they never no, say his they name. They never nope. say his name. We assume it's Krona. Yeah, but um uh, Hel- uh Harold's like, uh hello, what's up? What are you doing here? And he's like, I'm not actually here. I'm in some other He's in another dimension. I'm in another dimension, but I'm trapped here. The antimatter universe, maybe. Oh, oh shit, of course it is. Because that's yeah. where the yellow lanterns came yeah. from. Yeah. Uh oh, that totally makes sense. That's so cool. And the quartz the quartz uh the dimension or quartz mm. uh colony, whatever. Whatever. Yeah. Um yeah, dude, and then uh it turns out like he had like a plan, and then like it didn't to wipe out the lanterns and the manhunters all in one go. Yes, and it turns out well, I guess I just have to create another lantern. Well, no, he says he's waiting for this to happen so that he can go back to to the matter universe. Yeah. and be like, this is the new cops. It's the Sinestro mm. Corps, yeah. or the, what the Yellow Lantern Corona Corps, mm-hmm. Corona Corps. Mm. Uh, yeah, we get a little brief bit with Sinestro, and I thought that was cool. Um, trying to do the good thing. Be the we right, get we get right to see thing. Salak. Yeah, we saw Tomar Ray a little bit. Tomar Ray, we see a bit. All um, your classics. Any chips? No chips. Chip, no chip. Damn. No squirrel. Yeah, does not a very not a very good plan. Just tell them. Oh yeah, no, but I mean it'll kill a lot of people, and it's like, well, we don't want to kill a lot of people. Like, <laughs> if you just hadn't told him, it would kill a yeah. lot of people. He yeah. would have done it. It'll wipe out the whole planet and you with it. Um, oh, you should have told me that, buddy. <laughs> uh, hey, let's not do that. Yeah. So Sparks, uh, even so, you think? Did you like this book overall? I mean, you're not a. Are you? Uh, how much Green Lantern have you read, really? Uh, well, not as much as you. I don't oh. think anybody has. Sorry. I no, I've I, I've read I've read stuff. Obviously, I've read stuff. Um, uh, I, uh, yeah, I liked it. I liked it. I thought it was uh, Kilowog was was really what put me over the moon about it because I really liked the reinterpretation of his character the most. Um, you know, Harold's fine. He's whatever. <laughs> I like his um, get a beard. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I I liked a lot of the you know like the, this idea of the, like how they basically make Green Lanterns Jedi. Uh, I, and, I like, see that. I, a whole, uh, w- let me clarify that like in the beginning of Star Wars, like the idea of a Jedi, where it's like, oh man, they existed once a long time ago, and here's one of their weapons, and it's like, oh dang, one of their weapons, and it's like, yeah, but you know, like they they ain't around. Nobody really knows a lot about them. Nobody understands them. I liked that feeling. Yeah, yeah, I did too, and I like that at the end the Green Lantern Corps is reinstated and Arisia is the is the leader. Yeah, and they like does uh they like vote to make her a leader or something. Yeah, it's like you know what you're doing. Or I don't the, know what I'm doing. Or the the one alien is like, but we lost one. <laughs> but we lost one. Hey, does is there a Green Lantern in your sector? No, there is no. Boop. <laughs> yeah, yeah. that's really cool. I like that. Good, good, good moments. Yeah, I like I like this. I like this book a lot. I think for me, this is 
probably my my top mm-hmm. uh, three. Uh, maybe it's like number three of my yeah. favorite ba- uh, Earth One with uh, Superman Earth One Volume One and uh, Batman Earth One Volume Two. Uh, the cliffhanger with the uh, Yellow Lanterns makes me really excited for a Volume Two if they ever do it. Me too. Yeah. I mean, this is one of. The, I mean, they've started being more ambitious by saying volume, one, just volume putting one. the one on there. Yeah, because yeah. they used to just be like, "This is," Blank. and then when they got a second volume, they did, they put a two on it. Mm-hmm. Um, Teen Titans is the first one that was solicited as a volume one. Yeah, mm-hmm. uh, and then I think Wonder Woman is also. Yeah, Wonder, Wonder Woman is as well because yeah. Superman and Batman they're just Earth One. They didn't get the wa- they could get their numbers on the spine until after two was. Oh, confirmed. that's that's bad for continuity, for my bookshelf. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, I think in later printings they fixed it. Anything else you guys wanted to add? No, Gabriel Hartman's a great uh, writer, artist, man. Yeah, Sparks. I I enjoyed it. I thought it was a good time. Um, Yeah, nice nice reinterpretation. Sweet. Glad you guys liked it. All right, Green Lantern forever. All right, uh, that'll do it for this week's show. Uh, Thank you to everyone who listens. Thank, thank, thanks. Uh, We always appreciate it. Uh, don't forget about our uh, giveaway. It'll be up on social media by the time you hear this, uh, if I did my job right. Hashtag Deadpool. Uh, next week, uh, we are skipping the book club. Goodbye. And uh, because Sparks and I are not going to be here. Oh, it's going to be a show. mean, it's a Ben and I sandwich. Yeah, it is. Right. It's going to be dirty and wet and gross and amazing. Great. What? 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 We're going to slip and slide. Cannot what? wait. <laughs> All right. Uh, no, so that uh, so the week after, we will be reviewing Solo, a Star Wars story. Yeah. So looking forward to that. Yes. All right. Uh, Han. Time for some uh, time for some thank yous. Thank you to everyone who listens. I uh, always thank appreciate it. Thank you, you to Jeremy Bellucci. Uh, you can find him on Instagram at jbjabberwalk. He does our theme music and uh, hopefully a lot more collaborations coming in the near hopefully. future. Uh, we are working on some things, uh, uh, hopefully to get up by episode 100. So we'll see what happens. Ooh, la la. Uh, you can find his show, Suburban Proctologist. Very funny, guys. Facebook.com slash Suburban Proctologist Official. Instagram at Subproc Podcast. Uh, thank you to Louis Barreto, who does our logo. Uh, you can find him at Lens4Eyes. Uh, that's for the number four, by the way. I don't know if I've ever said that. Fan four stick. Um, what? You said four. I just oh, I got it. <laughs> uh, you can find us on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook, all at Fickner Podcast. FickNerDguys at gmail.com if you'd like to get in touch with us personally. I'm at BT McClure on Instagram and Twitter. Ben? Ben Magnet 27 for Instagram and Twitter. Ryan? DJ Tony Snark at everything. Sparks? Sparks Witty on Instagram and Twitter, S P A R K Z Witty. Subscribe to us on iTunes, Stitcher, Google Play, TuneIn, Spotify, iHeartRadio, wherever your favorite podcast listening app is, except for SoundCloud. Sorry about that. Uh, subs- uh, rate and review wherever you get us. We always love to hear from you guys. Uh, nothing helps more than an iTunes review. So if you're listening to us on iTunes, five stars, five stars, uh, five please stars. help us out there. We want to get to more people. All the stars. Until next week, guys. X Force. X Force. X Force. X Force. <laughs> Stay fake, nerds. <laughs>